podcast. I'm here with everybody. Hello, everybody. Hello. 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 We're about to have episode 12. It's extended length, and it's the final episode of the first chapter of the Age of Worms Adventure Path of the Whispering Cairn. We'd just like to say thank you to you, our listener. Reader. Our reader. Thanks for staying with us. Do we know his name yet? We don't. Her? Her name, it I could think. Be, it could be a she. They. It could be, it could be a she. They. Mr. Reconstructed Dan. It could be a she. <laughs> is it... Is it man? Is it sheep? <laughs> could be a sheep. Could be, could be a sheep. It could be a sheep. <laughs> okay. Specially adapted mouse. This <laughs> is going well. <laughs> this is going. This isn't quite going the way I planned. Thank you, our uh, reader, for sticking with us so far. If you have, if you haven't, then I'm just talking into nothing. Don't forget that it helps us to subscribe, rate, and review in Apple Podcasts or Stitcher or Spotify or uh, what's the one that you lose? Beyond you, Pod. Beyond Pod, Lucas is one. <laughs> and you can find us at billowinghill.com or look for us on Facebook or Twitter. Uh, and that's it. Without further ado, let's begin episode 12 Wild is the Wind. Tonight's beer. What's tonight's beer? Uh, Lucas, you're not drinking anything rude, are you? No. <laughs> Cockfab. <laughs> Cockfab. Oh, you can you can pronounce it. Now. I think we've had a, I think we've had enough of that. You just need to um, get a bit more of the. You've got to get a bit more of the. You know, in there, the Swiss. I just think. Uh, <laughs> <the beginning. laughs> it's probably just best if we stuck to beer that isn't just yeah. obviously horribly yeah. rude. Mine is a lovely <laughs> session. Uh, it's a session zipper. It's a session pale. Excellent. Uh, called Fudge Guzzler. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's not. It's called Revival by the Moore Brewery in Bristol, and it's absolutely delicious. Uh, right, now, um, where were we? We were in the observatory, and we are in the uh, operating theatre of Filge. Uh, and you've had a fight with Filge and his monstrosities, and you have captured him. And as I think that where we left it was that uh, Cuthbert, the brave Cuthbert, has got the point of his rapier resting on the chin, as it were, of Filge, who sort of said, stop, stop, I'll tell you anything. Anything. Just just stop playing the podcast. No, just... <laughs> I'll, t- <laughs> I'll tell you anything, anything at all. You've killed all of the uh, the zombies that climbed out of the tanks. Uh, there's a kind of weird body that he was working on, but that is kind of it. What are you working on? Um, my monstrosities. I love my monstrosities. Was I... Um... Alive? Was I dead or dying? I can't remember. <laughs> the default case at the end of the episode is. Uh, yeah, I think. I think. Well, Cuthbert was down, and then he was back up again. Uh, you, I think, are down, and I think you were. Sessions had done cast spare the dying on you. Well, did I not do my relentless endurance? You did. You did, and I think and you then? went down. I think you went down again afterwards. Yeah, you went down a no second time. So Filge is just kind of looking uh, terrified. Good. Where's your money? Have you got any magic? Hey, take anything, take anything. Uh, it's yours. Just spare my life. What's valuable? Um, oh, uh, well, um, what, what, why are you here? Let's cut to the chase. <laughs> We're here to rob you of everything. Uh, <laughs> just common criminals. I don't know. I wish I hadn't come here in the first place. Says the person basically robbing graves in order to make monstrosities that... I, 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 uh, um, I don't actually rob the, the graves myself. Uh, I have somebody who does that for me. Yeah, well, we've met them. Is that where you fa- how you found me? Well, 
Just little pink-eyed albino They weren't very theme. clever. <laughs> yeah, they aren't the cleverest. Oh, wow. Do we recognise the albino fiend? You think he's referring to uh, Cullen, the albino half-orc, who's right. the leader of the gang. Right. But what we need to know is where the bodies of the yes. family are. So what has he done with those? We've got those, haven't we? We've got, got, they we've were got downstairs, weren't they? they reanimated the skeleton. The plague, whatever. Oh, you destroyed my skeletons downstairs, did you? Oh, this yeah. gets better and better. Well, if you're here for them, there is one more. He's got the point of the rapier under his chin. So he's like... <laughs> he looks over into the corner, the kind of the north-east uh, corner of the room, and he says, there's one more then uh, over there. Go over and he kind of looks in that corner. How many skeletons were there downstairs? There were three downstairs. Oh, okay. So there was one missing. Well, should we tie him up and go and investigate? A nice young skeleton that I've been working on, but uh, it is not yet uh, animated. Right. Mm -hmm. And uh, so, so you're just doing this for the pleasure of just reanimating uh, dead bodies? That's the only reason you do this? It is my work, but I am here because... Uh, have you, are you familiar with a character known as a Balabar Smink? Uh, I know the name. He asked me here. He asked me here because, well, have you ever heard of something called the Ebon Triad? No. What's the Ebon Triad? Uh, okay, so the Ebon Triad are cultists. Right. And uh, uh, my understanding is that they worship three gods which they are trying to pull together into some form of over-god. Right. And the uh, the rising of this overgod heralds something called the Age of Worms. And uh, Balabar called me here because uh, if you want to know about undead, I'm basically your man. I thought Hesty Testipod was our man. Uh, well, he's the best in the land, but that's a different thing. And so what did what does Balabar ask? There about? are strange undead in the hills, all of the Cairn Hills. They're in the swamps. Uh, what makes them strange? Do you know of the spawn of Chios? No. Okay. Uh, uh, over there, on the bench, and he kind of looks over, uh, yeah. and on the bench there's a kind of tube. It's sitting on its side, a glass flask. It's about a foot long and about sort of three or four inches across, and there's a sort of fluid in there, and in that fluid is a sort of green segmented worm, a biggie. Like a kind of witchetty grub, but like uh, as long as your hand. Right. And what is this then? That is a worm of Chios. They infest undead and make them unkillable. A Balabar stole it. Um, are you familiar with a mine? Uh, he, he said it was called the Darstone Mine. Oh, yes. It's a little out of town, I believe. You probably know better than I do. Anyway, he found it there. Uh, he visited a, a secret uh, chapel, a dark cathedral, hidden beneath the Dowerstone Mine, crawling with beasts in hooded robes. These cultists, these Ebon Triad cultists, they're trying to bring about the, the Age of Worms. He kind of whispers when he says it. And they, they worship these gods. They're bringing them together. The harbinger of the Age of Worms is this, is this creature. I, I, I know not much of it known as Chios, and these worms are the spawn of Chios, and they, and they infest. And he kind of gestures again as, as easily as he can, because he, he doesn't dare move his hands. If, if, if this thing were alive, and you were to be exposed to it, you would be uh, one of the undead within days. 
So when you say it makes the undead unkillable... This I don't know for certain. This is one of the things that I, I, I hope to research. I think that is why Balabar brought me here. But until I, I hear more, I've been working on my beautiful monstrosities. Um, <laughs> not sure what to say to that, really. They're all dead now, of course. All my work dead, destroyed by some common criminals. <laughs> So it looks like Balabar Smenk is up to something fairly... Please don't kill me. Yeah, we, yeah, we might kill you. I think Balabar, I think Balabar felt he was slightly in and out of his death. Balabar is a crook, I don't get me wrong, but I don't think he's a, a cultist or, a, or a, any kind of a, a demonist or anything like that. I, I think what he discovered under the Dowerstone mine uh, unsettled him to the point where he brought me here. So maybe we need to go and see him. Uh, so what can you tell us about these worms then, other than the, they're known as the spawn of Chaos? Chaos, K-Y-U-S-S. Give me a K. K-Y-U-S-S. He is from a time before history. Uh, okay. the, there's a the great wound in the earth to the north, the great rift canyon, created by wars between the gods. He rose there, and he amassed a legion of undead. These spawn. And he kind of looks again at the worm, commanded by an undead dragon. Now nothing remains but these worms. But that is enough. That and his title, Harbinger of the Age of Worms. Let me free. I, I, I will return to Evenstar. You may take anything of value that you find. Just spare me. Uh, how do we feel about sparing him? Uh, so I think you feel pretty good about handing it. Him over to the, <laughs> handing him over to the uh, authorities. Uh, do I get to vote? He hasn't killed anybody. Yeah, exactly. Yes, exactly. Ha well, has he? Or I mean, no. reanimating dead bodies is a little bit. Um... Well, it's the reverse, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it's not illegal, is it? Ah, uh, not in difficult ground there. It did try to kill us. Well, defence. <laughs> it wasn't in. Well, whose side are you on, Paul? Have you been well, brainwashed? We we broke into his house. We did. We walked up. We tried to talk to him. He basically set his creatures on us and, and then tried to kill us. This is true. This whole conversation is taking place with Paul's rapier point just under his chin. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> with his <laughs> eyes darting backwards and forwards <laughs> as you're discussing it. <laughs> I, I, I don't want to kill him, but um, uh, I don't know what to do. Uh, I think we could uh, time up for the time being. Yeah, but if we give him to the authorities, the authorities might just let him go. He's working for Balabar Smeg. Balabar Smeg, does he have much authority or influence over the authorities in town? Yeah, your sense is that he does. Is that his? Yeah, he's, exactly. He's got, so he's, yeah, they kind of work. They're in his pocket. The town is entirely, as you know, the town is entirely corrupt. Cubbins, Laynard, yes. Neff, the governor. That everybody is is taking backhanders. Yeah. If we let him go, it's likely that they're all going to come after us. If we kill him, it's less oh, likely. No, 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 no. You, you, you shut can up. Rest, you can be quiet. <laughs> the grown-ups are talking. Okay, so what did Balabas make think he could get from you? Well, I, I'm not, uh, I have to admit I'm not entirely sure. He just made sure that I was happy up here and I was able to carry on with my work. I presume he was going to come to me and, and ask me to research more. He obviously passed me the, the and he looks over, the, the worm for me to in, uh, 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 investigate. And I've done a little bit of, uh, well, you, you now know what I know. I was going to try and find out a little bit more. Maybe we should pass him over to our friend Hesty Testypod. He doesn't yeah. like the look of that. His eyes sort of wiggle about a bit. That's, uh, well, if he doesn't like that, that sounds like quite a good idea. Because yeah. something to do. Right. Detect magic in the room. Let me make sure I can just do that. Um, Whatever we do, we might have to... Yes, we can. You have to heal up because uh, we're pretty low. 
Yes, I've only got one spell left, but I do have a. I've only yeah. got three. Detect three magic. Three hit points left. So we can take a short rest. How much? What heals do we have? I think you've got zip. No one's. I've got a cure wounds. Oh, okay. I've got no spells left. No spells. Well, why don't we time up, search the place, rest up, heal up, take him down to see Hesty Testy Poddy, and then proceed onwards. Why don't yeah. we convert him? Go for it. Convert him to the standing wave. Misfortune. Standing wave. Oh no. Can we have an hour long discussion? <laughs> On the right side. I think we should. Let's time up. Let's rest up. Let's gather the bones. Let's see if we can find some magic. Or money. Or money. We need to um, gather the bones together and get mm. back to the can. Yeah. yeah, preferably we should put the bones back in the grave. Yeah, that would I think be that's the better. right thing to do. Mm -hmm. yeah. Oh, and you've got yeah, you've got the bones of uh, Alastor Land, who is yes. the, the yeah the yeah. spirit. To cut through things, if you have a search around in the operating theatre, yeah, you think that he's got a very nice set of uh, of surgical necromantic instruments, and you think they're worth a bit of money. Uh, difficult to peg an exact figure, but and you probably have to take them to Tidwold. Maybe 500 gold, something like that. I mean, yeah. really, yeah. Uh, if you dig about, you find something. Uh, <laughs> one of you is prodding about in this corpse on the operating table, and you kind of uh, tilt, you kind of pull the chin forward, and you look in, and there's an emerald in the throat of the corpse. Obviously, part of what he was doing. And you, when you find that, he's like, <laughs> like you <laughs> thought you'd get away with that. Uh, there's this worm in this tube. Well, I think we should take that. See what Hesty Testipod says, it says yes. about um, Yes. There is a set of bones that look uh, similarly affected or afflicted by the Red Death. Yeah, we'll take yeah. them. Um, they, they're kind of arranged, uh, as it were, out in a skeleton on the floor, and it looks like and there's some sort of chalk marks and stuff around them. It looks like he was starting the work to reanimate them. Okay. Uh, down in his bedroom, there's more stuff. He's got a spell book. I don't know if any of you are particularly interested in spell books. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Don't okay, know. well, you can you can pouch it, and we can talk about the details later, but I don't think any of you are spell book-based casters. But I seem to yeah. remember in one edition of the game, bards can read spell books and learn spells from them. But Okay, so that, well, that's worth digging out. Um, if that's the case, I've got the details of that, and I can, I can, I, I can send that to you, Dan. Yeah. Cool. In the papers on his desk in his bedroom, there's a letter you find. Yes. Um, it's. It looks like it's from Smenk. Okay. It says, Filge, I need you in Diamond Lake, my boy. I should do this like Dan Carlin. <laughs> 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 Quote. <laughs> yeah. Quote. Imagine. I need you in Diamond Lake, my boy. No, I can't do it. It's, it's, uh, That's not bad. Yeah, Filge, I need you in Diamond Lake, my boy. The cult situation has grown worse. Deep within Dowstone Mine, they are studying things brought in from the southern hills. Green worms and unkillable zombies. I've stolen one of the worms for you to study. I'll put you up in the old observatory. Show this letter to the big white half-orc at the feral dog. He will help you get settled and attend to any of your special requirements. I trust you will find these coins sufficient to cover your travel from Evenstar. And it's just signed, S. Uh, what else is there that you find... The, the magical sword. Uh, give me a second. You haven't, you haven't mentioned the magical sword yet. What are we going to so do when Schmink finds out we've fucked sword. up his plan? Well, that's a good question. Uh, there's a scroll. It's a scroll of animate dead. That sounds like a clerical spell. When yep. you were 
when you were climbing up uh, through the tower and you looked in the bedroom, I pointed out to you a little rack on the desk in the bedroom with a set of four uh, flasks. Yes. Little test tube flasks. Stop yes. it. There's there's a little um, little piece of paper attached to the to the rack which just says necroturgons on it. Yeah. Mm. No idea what that means. Well, we'll ask uh, him. What are they? Uh, what are they? Uh, it's, 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 uh, I am researching uh, uh, the way of imbuing uh, magic uh, using uh, uh, basic necromantic particles, uh, and I can use them. I can inject them uh, with my. And he's got a. Uh, he's got this syringe, which I presume he's dropped. Yeah, like when you sort of stuck your rapier under his chin and he surrendered. It's sort of lying there on the ground. It might have smashed. It's not in and of itself a particularly magical thing so it could be replaced but you could use a syringe to inject the contents of these uh, of these flasks uh, and they're effectively potions so there's one of chill touch one of gentle repose one of false life and one of vampiric touch mm. yeah okay how long do they last I would have to. I'll I'll go through them one at a time. Uh, but, but I mean, they're they're pretty okay. much as the chill as touch. I think. It, yeah. I mean, they last about. A t some of them last a turn. Some of them last an hour. Well, some of them have a single. Spell, aren't they? Oh, gentle repose. Gentle repose. You would inject into a into a into a corpse, right? Yeah. And yeah. it would be the same as the effect of a gentle repose spell. False life works exactly like a false life spell. So you get X number of temporary hit points for the duration as per the spell. Vampiric touch is quite tasty, but it's like a one-off thing. But it effectively gives you a sort of spectral hand, I think, or something that you can steal hit points of people. Yeah. <clears throat> and chill touch is just chill touch. Yep. Okay. Mm -hmm. And the magical longsword? Doesn't seem to be a magical longsword. Okay. Uh, okay. The armor? Doesn't seem to be any magical armor. In fact, there doesn't the mace? Any armor. There's, no, <laughs> there's, there's no mace. Yeah. There's the mace. Money. Yeah, the apparatus of the Qualish. Money. <laughs> Uh, there is some money. There's not an enormous amount of money. It's it's sort of squirreled away in different. He's got some on his person. There's some in a drawer in the desk. There's probably, let's call it, thirty gold all in in change and bits. So what was with the five hundred that Smink gave him? No, no, no. Smink just in his in his letter. Smink just said, "Here are some coins to kind of get you set up." That's oh, all. Right. He... Yeah. Okay. So thirty shiny so gold coins. Let's mm. let's basically gag him. Shiny. Yeah. Tie his hands behind his back. Yep. And you know, kind of hobble his feet so he can't run away. Yep. Not not literally hobble, but you know. Put put him in an orange suit. He's compliant. Yeah. And and basically we take him along with the other stuff we found to Hesty Testapod. Do you want to rest up here? Yes. Yeah, well I mean yeah, that's so. quite comfy. We can tie him in the corner. Rest for eight hours? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. You're undisturbed. Um every now and again you can hear the sound of cutlery clanging. From downstairs. Okay. So that would be a long rest. Yeah. Yay. Done. Take a short holiday. Did you enjoy it? Okay. So you are. Uh, no, no. You're rested. <laughs> no, no, no. Fully you rested. Feel like you feel like there's a thing that you got to do, and that perhaps when you do that thing, that it'll be the bones. You feel that you'll the, the, the universe will reward you. The bones. Mr. Peter Bones. It's about eleven o'clock at night, so you're you're kind of uh, rested up by seven in the morning. So long rest basically gives how many hit points? Uh, you all of them. Click yeah, the all rest of them. button on your hero lab. I <laughs> yeah. I'm not using hero lab. I'm using the character sheet in roll twenty. Oh, you get oh. everything back. You get everything back. You reset. Okay. It's weekday. It's weekday. Weekday, the tenth of February. Weekday. 
and you can head into town. It's by, by the way, is weekday spelled W E E K or W E E K? Yes, W E E K. The uh, okay. the people of this land are not super imaginative. <laughs> um, they like, they got the first two, and then they're like, "What are we going to call the third one?" The sun is just coming up. Weather is still fairly clear. You're right up above the town on a bluff. Yeah. Uh, you head back down the lane into town and you can see the town laid out before you and there are a few sort of lights still on. Uh, and you need to kind of go down and you can either cut across some gardens through the backs of houses, but that's sort of rather frowned upon, or sort of down into town a bit and then go back out on the lane that leads up to Hesties. As you get near the centre of town, it, you spot something. Uh, something catches your interest because you can look down. You can see the the, the big central square laid out below you. Yep. Mm -hmm. Think of think like uh, one of those Cornish fishing towns, which are terraced. Yeah. So you yeah. can yep. you notice something. You notice uh, Cubbins and Tira, the elf, the female elf, one of the three explorers. Oh yes. Uh, who you know both hang out in the feral dog. You see them come out of the jailhouse. They're accompanied by somebody, and you recognise the person they're accompanied by. They're accompanied by Jiren uh, Weirus, or is it Weirin Jiris? I can never remember. He's the priest, the priest that was d delivering the sermon in town mm -hmm. the other day. You remember him? Yeah. Yep. The three of them kind of emerge from the jailhouse, looking a little bit furtive, and they, just, they you could sort of watch them huddling against the cold outside the, the jailhouse. They're sort of having a, a looks like they're having some sort of conversation. Jiren Weirus. Uh, tramps off back towards the Temple of Tonge, and Tira and Cubbins head across to the Feral Dog, uh, which is still going, because <laughs> it's always going. And the lights are on and there are people in there. That's that's it, really. Um, and then you can head up to see uh, Hesty Testapod. Who's Testapod? There's a light on in the Testapod house. Oh, God. <laughs> Charming little house, uh, red and blue uh, clapboard affair with a lovely garden where it seems to always be spring, even though it's winter everywhere else. Uh, through the little gate with this, this pod written on the little uh, plaque. And uh, hammer on the door, I presume. Mm -hmm. You hear him sort of go, oh, 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 oh. and there's, you can hear music in the background, sort of singing and whistling. He's like, oh, will you please stop that absolutely infernal music? And he sort of opens the door. Oh! sees you all standing on the doorstep. He's like, ah, it's eyebrows. <laughs> it's you. Hello, uh, hello. I am now. Let me get this right. It's um, it's uh, sessions. Yes, and hey. uh, 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 Burple. Is that correct? Burple Hapish. Yes, uh, Grim, young Grimbold. Yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, ah, yes. Oh, he's awake. Uh, you're uh, Cuthbert. Is that correct, Cuthbert? And yes. then you're the funny one. All the funny one. I can't remember your name. Parker. Parker, that's correct. Uh, sorry, I you disturbed me. I was I was I was having a long rest. <laughs> <laughs> he's in a dressing gown. <laughs> he's in one of those really short silk dressing gowns with the dragons down the back. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no. Huge, huge furry slippers. <laughs> Pom poms and a nightcap. And who is this that you have with you? Ah, uh, ah. Well, this is. This is interesting. Can we come Perhaps in? Perhaps you ought to come in. Come in, come in, come in, come in. And he, he ushers you into his uh, little study. The downstairs of his house is just one great big uh, room. So open plan. Yeah, hundreds of books, uh, shelves stuffed with books. There's a dragon chess board uh, frozen in mid-game on a mahogany table. And on the wall, there's a clock, a kind of intricate, ornate, mechanical, astronomical clock, which shows 
time and the calendar moving in a kind of great wheel. So it's the, the time is counting out in like segments, melee rounds and turns. And then the wheel of the year is rotates around and you can see you know today's is you're on it's the 10th of uh, fumbulary weekday the 10th of fumbulary and you can see all the months laid out and all the festivals every month is 28 days and in between there is these little interstitial festivals the next one coming up is misrule which is at the end of fumbulary sits between fumbulary and uh fart, fart. And uh, it's the it's the kind of it's the no holds barred cats and dogs living together. The servants become the masters. The masters become the servants. Absolute blowout. The sort of the closest thing I could think of is sort of Mardi Gras, that kind of thing, carnival. Uh, and the god of misrule is uh, Nud Flunderbucket, who's the god of thieves and fools. So that he's sort of celebrated in that little festival. Hesty leads. He, he basically, goes sit down. There's there's a couple of kind of cushions to sit on, and there's like a couple of stools that he pulls up. Now now tell me tell me tell me now. And and he and he sort of arranges you so that this this filge character is sort of standing there like a kind of glowering captive and Phil's looks extremely nervous tell me tell me what is what, what what news do you have what have you discovered okay this is filge and <laughs> would i lie to you uh, i know that's he... what i was just thinking <laughs> and I he was... well yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay so is filge <laughs> burple's <laughs> guardian gardener <laughs> no so uh so this is Filge, and he uh, was has been working on uh, reanimating and rejuvenating dead oh. bodies. He is an what? expert in this particular field, in the field of, sort of necromancy. We came to him because... Where do you, um, where do you, sorry, uh, um, you, you, you go too fast, you go too fast. Where, where, did, you, where did you find him? Where, where, where have you brought him the from? Obser the observatory. Oh, the observatory. Oh, there have been lights up there at night. Yes, that was him. Ah. Reanimating dead Beeb Dobies. Beeb Dobies? Beeb Dobies, yes. He's been reanimating Beeb Dobies. Ah. It's a subset of necromancy. It's a very specialised <laughs> area. It's something I'm not familiar with. He paces around Phil, kind of uh, studying him. Yeah. Mm. Like you might like you might study a kind of an art exhibit or a statue or something. And he's sort of, yeah, so you are an interesting little character. You've been up at the observatory, have you? Now, what have you been doing up there? Now, uh, what, 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 what's caused this? What's caused what? And uh, Filge goes, Smink. I was sent there by Smink. And uh, Hesty Testapod. Uh, oh, Smink again. What the, this is a pickle. Um, and, 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 and why have you brought him to me? Because he mentions, we thought you might know something about the Worms of Kios, or whatever they're called. The Worms of Kios. Yes, yes, I have been researching. That's a coincidence. There are many rumours about... Uh, uh, so how, how familiar are you with, with Kios? Not very. <laughs> <laughs> Refresh us. Obviously. <laughs> he is a creature from ages past. He, he created uh, a, a, a legion of, of undead, mm -hmm. uh, and he infected them with, with uh, these, uh, these worms. They're called the spawn of Kios. There are rumors that undead that match the description of this ancient evil are roaming, roaming the hills around us and roaming the marshes. And there's also these three, um, these three gods. The Ebon Triad. So the rumours are true. I have heard rumours of something dark lurking beneath the Dower Stone mine. How familiar are you with the Ebon Triad? Why don't you just assume we don't know and <laughs> take it from there? 
Uh, yes, okay, I can, um, uh, I can assume that. Uh, young, You're young not asking us how much we know about stuff. Just assume that we don't We're not know very clever. And just tell us everything you know. Almost as if I, I was, as a, I've been waiting, just standing here, waiting to tell you the information that you uh, that you're yes, asking. Yes, it is about. a bit like that, isn't it? Yeah, it's almost, it's almost scripted. Yeah, well, um, uh, uh, the Ebon Triad, uh, I know uh, a little of them. They are uh, a cult. They are trying to uh, combine or fuse three uh, uh, dark gods of our world into one over-god. Uh, and this is meant to be in some way linked to this concept of this the rise of something called the Age of Worms, which is a, a, a new time of darkness. And the, the three gods are the Grey Woodsman, uh, the Feller of Souls, the Bringer of Death, uh, and then two others are the <laughs> Oh, give me two seconds. Uh, <laughs> Asmodee, uh, the Lord of Dark Magic, and Ban Shiva, uh, the Queen Marshal of the Screaming Horde. Uh, and if these three uh, aspects of the god are brought together, they believe they can create this new this new entity. That is pretty much everything I know. Right. Hmm. Um. What do we do with the necromancer? Mm. I'm not really sure that there is much to do. I wouldn't hand him over to the authorities here. Smenk has his finger in every pie. Yeah. Well, can we hand uh, him over to you? Young man, do I have your assurance that if we set you free, you return to Evenstar and never come back? And this, and Phil just nods frantically. This is where there is that. We could just we could turn him loose. I I I don't and I don't not uh, and not mention anything to Smenk before you go. Oh, yes, and uh, you, you were to leave immediately and not return, not speak to any... In fact, I can organise that. Why don't I uh, arrange for his uh, uh, banishment to Evenstar? That would be great. You're that level, are you? No, well, I wasn't talking strictly in terms of spells. Oh. Um, and, um, and now, uh, what took you to the old observatory in the first place? Well... That's a long story. That's a long story. But let's cut it down. We're trying to consecrate some bones. Yes. And they'd been removed to there. Aha! And, and, and with, to what end? Uh, to put a spirit to rest. To put a spirit to rest? Is this to do with the cairn? Yes. Might be. Yeah. Uh, yes. yes, it is. Uh, uh, to you. I'm fascinated by this, this cairn. I, I, I appreciate we have an agreement that you, you, you reveal no more to me. Um, but uh, I'm fascinated. So you are, have you, you've, you've explored more? You, you, you found out more? You know more? Any, have you found out any more about the Wind Dukes? Not no. yet. Not yet. But we may find out some more. Well, I, and, uh, well, I, I, I wish you all good speed with that. Well, I'll ask you the same question. <laughs> Have you found out anything else of use that we haven't thought to ask? Well, now, I have sent away to Evenstar for a book. Right. Good. Yeah. Okay. That's what I meant. Yeah. Um, and what's that book? Uh, well, uh, it's going to take me just a moment to remember. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one second now. It's almost in my brain. Uh, and just while, just while we're waiting, uh, what is the sixth month of the year? The sixth month of the year is Jewel. Now, it's a silly question, uh, Burple. <laughs> Damn it. I have sent away to Evenstar for a copy of a book called The Chronicle of Chan, which describes more about the, the battle in the fields of Pesh to the north, the Wind Dukes, and the, uh, the breaking of the Rod of Law into the Rod of Seven Parts. And as soon as I know more, I will, uh, I will either find you or you must find me. Oh, okay. When do you expect to have it back? Oh, these things can take time. They will need to search the libraries, and it is three days' travel. Perhaps a week. Oh, okay. So, oh, okay. So we'll probably be level five by then. Okay, fair enough. Um, I, I don't understand this uh, level <laughs> of truth speaking. 
So you must put these bones to rest in order to uh, further your investigations into the cairn. I must not keep you for a moment. Okay. Off we go. Off you go then. And he sort of starts ushering you out. I'll look after Filge here. And Filge looks kind of pleadingly at you. Turn him into a frog. And he ushers you out. Excellent. Into the cold morning. What are you doing? Um, we're going head to the farm. To the farm. Yep. Okay. Uh, you can wind your way back through town uh, and then out onto the... You, actually, uh, you don't need to go into town to get back onto the company road. You can kind of tramp across the field at the back of Testapod's house. Oh, is Testapod is his surname, is he? Of, of the, the Testapod family? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> of the Evenstar Testapods. He's got a big, he's got a big pair of... Uh... Testicles. Um, he... <laughs> Testicles. <laughs> <laughs> he got some enormous testicles. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's got a giant. <laughs> it, 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 basically, uh, the, the, the dressing gown really covers nothing. Yeah. <laughs> you can He's see got a giant pair of like my dad. <laughs> you can see the te- you can see the tester pod and a pair of giant testicles. <laughs> <laughs> and you, and you head you can head out on the company road, which takes you out past the well it takes you past the Dowstone mine which is what we've been learning a little bit about and perhaps right think about that later uh, Hesty says that he you know when, when you talk again we can you should discuss the, the, the Dowstone mine and then up to the little lane that leads off and down to the land homestead and you return the uh, bones to the graves you yes. do and you put land's bones in the grave yes his grave um, and you rebury them yes. yes and we say a prayer over them and you feel the energy of the universe infuse you, and you are third level. Yay! Whee. We should zoom around, and you can tell me what third level means for you. I don't know who wants to start. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I think. I think. I think that we should hear from Grimbog first. Uh, I am awake. <laughs> I'm mirror image. I'm taking. And that's pretty much it. You just get an extra spell, and that's it. Yeah, I, I hummed and hard. It's my first, second level. I was going to do deafness and blindness because it fits with the uh, necromancy theme, but then I just, I don't know, it's a bit boring, really. So, mirror image. Okay, mirror image. Um, anything else? Average hit points, that kind of thing? Yeah. You don't get any sorcery? Oh, you already got your little pool of sorcery points or whatever it's called. What's that yeah, called? Yeah, I don't think there's anything... Okay, that's enough of that anyway. So, what about sessions? So, sessions obviously has now got more... Um, more connection with misfortune and has access to more powerful magics mm-hmm. uh, of which um, he'll be using crushing coin right sometimes known as spiritual weapon ah okay oh yeah. I see oh I yeah. see reskinning very nice all in style yeah yeah, yeah yeah find the lady or find the cleric which is the same yes. mirror image that uh, Grimbold knows misfortune's misdirection which yes. is passed without trace and uh, locked in your fate, which is whole person. Lots of okay, excellent aspects of misfortune. Anything else that you get at third level? No, that's it. Uh, so what about what about Cuthbert? What has Cuthbert done? Third level. Uh, well, Cuthbert's going to take a, a level out of one of the many classes that's available to me, okay. and I'll, more more will be revealed in time. Basically, You're a thief. Oh. You haven't done it then. Yeah, he's a rogue. He's a rogue multi-class. It's just really obvious. He so thinks he's really, you know, original and secretive, and you know, it's 
Well, mainly mainly because it winds you up, which is putting on a spot of the game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because it winds up Johnny. Brilliant. What about purple? Purple herpish. Okay, so at third level, mm -hmm. a bard gets a, to, to, to choose a bardic college. Yeah. Um, he also gets two second level spells and an extra first level spell. Yeah. And he gets to learn a new spell and he yep. gets expertise. So actually third level mm. for a bard is pretty cool. Mm. Um, bard College, Absolutely. I'm going to teach the, the College of Whispers, which comes from Xanathar's Guide to Everything. Um, yep. At third level, that gives him Psychic Blades. Uh, when you hit yep. a creature with a weapon attack, you can expend one use of your bardic inspiration to deal an extra 2d6 psychic damage to that target. Yep. That seems pretty good. And then mm. uh, also get Words of Terror, so I can kind of seed paranoia in wow. people if I speak to them for a minute. So it's going to make Johnny even more annoyed. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. It's gross. Yeah. Extra 2d6 damage is going to go down well. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Terrific. Your journey is uneventful. Uh, it's a bright, crisp day uh, and you can navigate your way back to where you left things, which is at the, the little tunnel up the... Uh, if you climb up the shaft above the blue lantern, yeah, there's the tunnel that leads to the uh, face with the aperture in it. And then your favorite thing, the, ba the balance beam, yeah, which is where you uh, encountered the spirit of Alastor land. But now when you return to the uh, balance beam room, uh, there is a, a door that's at the end of the balance beam uh, is ajar. Is it a door or is it ajar? <laughs> it's a door that's ajar. So uh, crawling across... Yeah, you can. I mean, you can walk across the floor if you have to, and avoid the uh, avoid the trap, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, and I look to the door, and you're looking into a cavernous chamber that consists of a large stone walkway, uh, which is around a deep chasm that kind of leads down into darkness. There's a walkway around the chamber, and there are four walkways going in from that walkway into a central ring, um, but the two of those platforms are are, are broken. Uh, only two seem to be intact. Does that make sense? Yeah. Bright light, reminiscent of a summer's day, filters down from the ceiling about 40 feet above you. There are four wide galleries that extend from the outer walkway, so set at four points around the outside of the, the large chamber. Uh, their far walls are covered with enormous bas-relief vistas. Uh, some kind of carving, some kind of scenes, but very difficult to make out any detail from where you are. There is a sighing wind that emits from a huge pillar of rushing air at the center of the chamber. So that pillar of air is running up from the base of the chamber and through the ring in the center and off into the ceiling. What do you want to do? What do you want to do? What do you do? Okay, if I were to step into the room, is there anything that I can kind of tie myself off onto? I'm worried about wind kind of... Yeah, you can feel pressure from this column of air, but it's not It's not uh, present. It's not It's not affecting you. Yeah? Yeah. You can either bang in a spike or you could tie yourself to... Uh, or you could tie a rope around the end of the balance beam. That's that's solidly fixed to the floor. Yeah, I'll do that. The, these um, bas-relief faces... These bas relief vistas, rather. Yeah, vistas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, you can see. So there's, there's one to your left and right. Yes. Yeah. So what do they show? Well, it's difficult to see much detail. They seem weirdly crude, kind of blurred and distorted. Very difficult to tell what the images are meant to represent. Okay, I move to the side to try and get a better view. So you're going to move over to your left. So move, move over to the, to the, the yeah. west. Yep. Uh, yeah. No. Still, you're not. You're not seeing anything. 
Well, I'll do a light spell. This is clearly... I'll do a light spell on a pebble. Clearly, it's sorcerer's job. And throw the light spell closer to the things. That doesn't really help. I mean, what you could, obviously you've got a clearer view because of the light, but the uh, the the features of the of the of the relief itself are still sort of distorted. And is it are they worn away or is it unfinished? It's something funny about them. Okay, I'll proceed forward mm -hmm. into the room and go up to the right up to the picture or whatever it is. Yeah, but as soon as you step that close, uh, something happens. No, no. As soon as you step close, that close, something happens. Um, the the when you get within about ten feet, um, there are some sort of valves or something set into the wall, and a sort of smoky sheet of steam runs across the wall. And as it does, as it sort of eddies and plays around the carvings, uh, the, the sort of distinct images become apparent. It's almost like they're sort of being animated by the play of the steam and the air over them. Right. Uh, and the one that you're standing next to, Grimbold, uh, it's a peaceful scene featuring several of these figures that resemble the figures that you've seen on top of the sarcophagus. So perhaps the they're dukes. perhaps they're wind dukes, perhaps they're the Vati. They have that sort of noble bearing and kind of countenance. They're taller than humans. They seem to sort of be imbued with some kind of power. They're seemingly relaxing in a sort of an idyllic country scene. Above them, dozens of perfect circles fill the sky, and as the steam runs over the image, dark, twisted shapes start emerging from the sculpture's edges, and the shapes coalesce to form monstrous creatures that look like a cross between spiders and wolves. As the creatures approach the wind dukes, the circles in the sky begin to burst one by one. That's what you see, and that little scene plays out, and then it stops. Okay, move up to the next relief. Uh, I'm going to cast the false life as well. Hey! Why not? Why not? <laughs> I'll walk up round to stand about 20 feet behind Grimbold. At that first, and that, I will at that cast first vista, yeah. I'm just going to add some hit points. Oh. 1d4 plus 4. Mm -hmm. I'm going to come out into the main room. I'm going to stand on that platform, the, the, the nearest of the four platforms. The one that's broken? The first broken one, yeah. Yeah, so there's a sort of there's a sort of stub of it, and you can stand on it. Okay, uh, nothing happens. You can see this column of air rushing up from the from the chasm below you. I've got another six hit points, temporary. Okay, from your false life spell. Yeah. Anybody else want to do anything? Everybody's being very uh, cautious. So nothing happened when I stand on the what's it? No, nothing happens when you stand on that little on the little stub, that first bit, which is like the kind of anchor point of the. Uh, the ones that you can see that the one that you can see one that's intact. There's one. There's one to your left. Yeah, that's intact. And there's a there's a sort of podium, and then a set of little steps that runs down to the little bridge across to the centre. Yeah. Uh, and you're standing on the podium of a broken one. The little steps lead away, and then it's just disappears off into darkness. Okay. Um, well, let's get, let's check out the other of these these kind of bass relief things before we go too far move around to those to the, on the right. Well, as Grimbold moves around looking at each of these, I will basically stand yeah, you know, ten feet away from him. Yeah. Behind, a, in case anything jumps out. Kind of bodyguard. Yes, I'll bodyguard him. I will start moving around and I will go up to the one in the northeast. Ooh. Sorry, the northwest corner. You surely want to okay. do that? Okay, so you start working your way around the uh, the, the yeah. Uh, walkway. Yeah, I'd like to 
roll some perception checks to see if anything. Yeah, make it give me a perception check. A give you a perception check. I get a perception check of ten. Marvelous. Mm, gentleman's ten. Not nothing that you noticed that you didn't notice before. Okay. So anything anything with the the bass relief to the east. How close are you going to it? Uh, well, I'm going uh, five feet away. Okay, so when you move, when you stepped five feet away from that one, the same thing happens. You have another set of valves that release steam that play over the scene. Yep. Yeah. It, the image depicts a sort of towering, farty figure, <laughs> <laughs> a wind duke figure, yeah. and he's wearing a glyph. It's a name glyph that you've encountered before. It's the glyph that you encountered on the strange broken apparatus when you first started exploring the cairn. Yeah. Oh, that. Yeah, it's the glyph that Hesty told you uh, meant Ecosiol, and it was the and it built inside the nature of these glyphs is it gives you the name of the person referred to and it gives you their seniority, some sort of sense of their relative seniority. And Ecosiol is certainly the most important figure whose glyph you've encountered in the cairn so far. He's standing over a legion of lesser Wind Duke warriors. The central warrior of these of these warriors that he's standing over is also bearing a glyph, and that glyph is the glyph of Zosiol, the glyph that Hesty Testipod told you meant Zosiol. And Zosiol, that is the glyph that's been on the, that's on the figure on the sarcophagus. Yes, the yes. figure in the tomb. Mm -hmm. uh, not as senior as Ecosiol. Uh, each figure is bearing a glyph of a distinct Windduke warrior, but you don't recognize them. You can't read them. Yeah. As the steam plays about the image, the warriors raise longswords in salute to Ecosiol. That's what happens. Right. Mm. It's a bit of a story. <laughs> so who's next? Me. Uh, okay, Sessions, what do you want to do? I want to um, understand whether there's any obvious signs of common cause to the collapse, Two of the collapsed walkways seem to be on the same side of the uh, room. So look down, look up. Yeah, make an intelligence check. Just a straight into. I mean, you don't, do you have a relevant skill? Probably not. I will make an intelligence check. What you get? 20. Natural 20. Natural 20. Uh, you don't think there is... Incredible, a... that... Yeah, it's a f fantastic role. Uh, unfortunately, there's not much more to be gleaned. You think this looks like the passage of time, basically. Uh, do you want to do anything else, Sessions? I mean, that's just a quick look around as you move. Uh, and I will uh, move anti-clockwise around the room to head okay. towards the next. Yeah, heading off towards the north-east corner. Uh, what about Parker? What does Parker want to do? Um, I'm wondering whether we shouldn't maybe drop a light spell on the pebble and drop it down into this chasm. Sure, yeah, you can do that. In fact, I will do a produce flame and basically mm -hmm. drop it down there. It basically is 20 foot radius light. How magical is this flame? If it was to encounter a very strong wind, would it get snuffed out? Um, a flickering flame appears in your hand. The flame remains there for the duration. The flame sheds bright light in a 10-foot radius and dim light for an additional 10 feet. The spell ends if you dismiss it as an action or you cast again. You can also attack with the flame. You can hurl the flame. Yeah. Um, but it doesn't say... I mean, I think it's reasonably magical because it basically yeah. it does um, damage fine. when it attacks. I, I think, I think I'm, I'm happy with what, what, what's revealed. So you, you, you hurl this flame into the, into the pit. 
yeah? Yeah. And what that shows you, as it sort of uh, arcs down like a kind of flare, I guess, you can see that the pit itself is basically a basin about 60 feet deep. And this column of wind is emitting from the center of this basin, seemingly from nowhere. And as the flame sort of uh, drops down and interacts with the wind, uh, it sort of whooshes up through this column of air. Yes? Uh, what about uh, Grimbold? Grimbold will proceed clockwise. Mm -hmm. I'll do a move, move up to the uh, the walkway. Okay, so Grimbold's walking up to the walkway. Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, anybody else want to do anything? Jump in, anybody? We're not in round sequence. Yeah, I'm going to go to the um, northwest bas reliefs. And how close are you going? Oh, up to them. Okay, so when you stand close to that one, uh, you have the same experience, of course. The the steam emits from valves and the, the ceiling and the wall. Uh, you see a group of seven proud, noble wind dukes, and they're presenting a staff-like rod to a council of what seem like superior farty. What are seven parts? As the steam fills the contours, the central figure raises the staff above his head, where it splits into seven irregular parts. Each of the seven uh, Windukes bears a carven glyph that identifies them, and you don't recognize them apart from one, which is uh, the glyph of Ecosial, the senior Windduke, the, the glyph that you've seen earlier in the cairn. Um, remind, us of, remind us about the history of this staff. The Windukes basically, there was a big they were fighting each other, it seemed. There was a battle between the Windukes. They clashed against uh, a, a, an entity called the Queen of Chaos, who was a kind of primordial being of the early abyss. Yes. And in this final battle, seven of the most powerful Windukes employed this weapon called the Rod of Law, and it shattered even as it struck down Miska the Wolf Spider, who is the Queen's demonic consort. And the Rod of Law became the Rod of Seven Parts. Right. That's what happened at the Battle of the Fields of Pesh. Okay. So it looks like that latest uh, vista that you've studied seems to depict that event. Yeah, refers to that. Well, let's check out the last one. Okay, who's walking up to the last one? I will. Okay, and when you stand close enough to it... Poison comes out. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. They've all been good so far apart from this one. It looks like it's depicting some kind of final battle between what looks like the forces of law and chaos. And as the steam moves about the image, uh, you can see a duke. He make an intelligence check. Make an intelligence check. You're not good at these. Why? Or make a history check if you've got ranks or... Yeah, history. Uh, yeah, that's better. 15. 15 is a really good role. Okay, so what you think you identify is that this duke that's uh, depicted is one of the seven that is shown on the other vista, yes, holding the rod up to the council. Right. And breaking it. Yeah? Yeah. Um, and this duke impales, it seems to be impaling this creature, uh, this sort of demonic entity that looks a little bit like... Uh, a kind of uh, a kind of giant spider with uh, four arms and a human head flanked by two wolf heads. Miska the wolf spider. And as as he does so, the spider creature and the rod and this duke they sort of vanish into a what looks like a kind of rent or tear in the in the nature of reality, a kind of rift in the planes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
And the the last thing that the last event it depicts is that this Duke Ecosiol, who you've seen in the other vistas, is struck by a beam from from the eyes of this of this demonic creature and slumps apparently dead to the ground. And Ecosiol is the same guy that that hit him with the rod. The guy that hit him with the rod is another one that you don't you can't identify. Right. So there was so so in the other vista there were seven dukes holding the rod. Yeah. 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 One of them is Ecosiol. The other six you don't know. One of the other six that you don't know seems to be the one that does the impaling, and yeah. Ecosiol seems to one that seems to be the one that dies as part of that process. So the boss man gets killed. The story goes from bottom right to bottom left to top mm. left to top right. Yeah, I wouldn't dwell on it too much. Okay. Okay. Friend guide storyteller. Okay. Um, right. Move over to the platform. I'll come up to the platform as well. Anything happen? When, I stand uh, on the platform. when you stand on the platform, nothing happens. We all need to stand on a platform then. Uh, not necessarily. So in the middle, there's this sort of tower of stormy wind coming out the middle of this ho this circular platform. Yes, but yes, you can see a, you can see a ring platform that runs around this column of air that these little bridges lead out to. That's exactly right. Grimbold's going to proceed along the bridge from the west. Should we? Put a rope on you first. Mm. Uh, nah. Just, nah. As soon as you do so, Grimbold. Yeah. You're picked up. Picked up, thrown down to the bottom. Something happens. And we'll pick it up next week. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. With from within the column of air, yeah, three tall humanoid figures arise inside this column of air and step out onto the central ring. Uh, they look like uh, armoured knights of some sort uh, with red plumes uh, that billow around the tops of their helmets if you'll excuse the phrase and they're each carrying two swords and we roll for initiative finally Burple gets a 12 12 for Burple okay Cuthbert gets an 11 Cuthbert gets an 11 13 for Grimbold Sessions gets a 23, second natural 20 on the trot. Well done. And Parker gets a 6. And Parker gets wah, a 6. Wah, wah. Wah, wah. Parker, you're, you're rolling true to form. Sessions, well, what do you want to do? These things are standing on the little uh, ring that runs around these things. They've all popped out. They've kind of taken their positions. They look inscrutable. Mm-hmm. Mm. Well, I think I will... Uh, but they're not attacking. Yeah, wait and see what happens. So, Mike, I'm going to ready an action mm -hmm. to withdraw away from the platform should they approach with what looks like hostile intent. What about Grimble? What does Grimble want to do? I'm going to do a mirror image. How many images do you get? Three. Okay. Um, and let's move on to purple. Oh, can I move as well? Sorry. Yes, of course you can, yeah. Where do you want to go? Uh, I'm going to move back to the top of the pedestal. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Okay. Uh, so you're moving back to the top of the pedestal. You're on the uh, you're on the western pedestal. Um, and yeah, Burple, what do you want to do, Burple? Burple is going to... You don't know they're bad yet, Dan. No. No, that's true. I mean, they probably are, but... Yes, I think they probably are. I, I'm, I will do Bardic Inspiration. And I will do it on. Uh, I will do it on Cuthbert. 
Okay, so you cast him Bardic Inspiration on Cuthbert. He gets a d6 to use, as is his wound. Correct. And oh, it's I was going to say, what's that again? Do you want to move at all, Burp? Um, yeah, I probably will uh, just go and hide behind some other people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, and then what about Cuthbert? It's your go. Cuthbert's going to move up towards Grimbold, because mm -hmm. you can only get that far, but his intent is to basically um, aid anybody who attacks uh, Grimbold. Oh, that's very kind of you. <laughs> no. I'm I'm going to move up towards Grimbold. Okay, so you're heading uh, over towards the Western uh, uh, um, Bridge. Yes, I'm heading down to Western Bridge. I'm getting deeply suspicious. And then it's these things. The one that's nearest Grimbold is going to set off towards him, and it gets to about halfway across, uh, and it's sort of holding its swords up. It, again, it's inscrutable. It's got no you've got no features that you can determine. It's effectively like an animated suit of armour, but it's holding the swords up and it's looking menacing. The northern one heads up the northern bridge towards uh, Parker and Sessions. Is it looking hostile? Hostile is a really difficult one to, to make an insight check. You never know, you might roll a massive number. What can I roll? It's coming towards me. Mm-hmm. Mm, 12. Mm-hmm. 6. Oh, yeah. What about Grimbold? What do you get? 18. 18. You don't know that much about the martial arts, Grimbold, but the way that it's carrying itself it certainly seems prepared for combat even if it's not being kind of aggressive i think that's the best i can i can give do you. they look like they're wearing the clothes of the wind dukes it looks like it's this is a very good question it looks like it's the same style yes uh, their their kind of bearing and their stature is similar well they're the good guys the Windjukes are the good guys these I don't say... seem like well these don't seem like these seem like animated sort of suits of armor I say we have come to claim the Rod of Seven Parts. Okay, that's what you shout. The third uh, warrior has headed towards the Northern Bridge. And that's the end of that. And so it's uh, Parker is the last person to act on six. I am going to cast Long Strider. Okay, tell um, me what that does, please. You touch a creature, myself. Yep. Target's speed is increased by ten feet until the spell ends. Okay. I can move now yep. to... Um, the other side of this um, walkway, yeah, there's a the podium, walkway, yep. so that basically, yep. um, so that myself and Sessions are on either side of this walkway. I understand. Yep. And so now it's Sessions. Um, hmm. Okay, I, I'm going to. Um, uh, it's like a chess uh, game. It is. It's just a question of whether to go left or right. I, I'll move round towards the the fresco that's north. East, yeah. You're scooting across yeah. the northern end. Repositioning of the myself nearer that fresco, not close enough to make it work, but sort of somewhere oh, in the range. And sort of nearer purple. So purple and yeah, yeah, to towards purple. Yeah. Purple and sessions are in near the vista, yeah. Uh, and then Grimbo, what would you like to do? I'll say, move aside. We have come to claim the rod of seven hearts. <laughs> okay, and uh, uh, well, hang on, that's a free it, action. I mean. Yeah, it doesn't seem to react to that. Yeah. Right, then I'm readying an action to do a shocking grasp should it come to attack me. I understand. What about Burple? Burple doesn't have an awful lot to do. So Burple may as well fire off a spell. That spell is going to be Thunderclap, the amazing Thunderclap spell uh, that does 1d6. Hang on, hang spell on. that we got completely wrong before. Yep. Yeah. There might not be bad guys. What do you mean they might not be bad guys? Well, we don't know whether they're bad guys or not. Yeah, yeah, we do. No, we don't. Says the person who killed a baby, a baby owl bear. Bear owl. Bear owl. So, 
hang on, there's hang the on. person who slaughtered a defence. Can I just point car. out that you're 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 kicking this off and you're furthest from all of well, them. Well, that's that's just tactical. perfect play. Yeah, it's perfect play. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> how does how does this spell work? It's got uh, a range of. It, they need to make a constitution save. Good guys. Yeah. Oh my God, Johnny. Yeah, makes a constitution save. And uh, which one are you targeting? I'm targeting the one nearest to Parker. Okay, so you're targeting the one that's nearest the northern end of the bridge. Yeah. Yeah. And it needs to make a constitution save. Okay. Uh, it's rolled a number. And what happens if it... 13. Yeah. And what happens if it saves or fails? What, what's the it deal? It takes damage if it, if it fails. Okay. It doesn't seem to take any damage. Because it rolled a 15. And then I'm going to move... And moving Our sessions towards Cuthbert yeah. and Grimbold. Yeah, yeah. into okay. the pocket, basically. Into the into the pocket. Yeah. <laughs> okay. the pocket. No, no, the pocket is mine. And then, uh, yes, the maybe. Yeah, I maybe you're, maybe you're mistaking your role. <laughs> I suspect the sessions might be in the pocket. You might be a, a, a linebacker or something. Anyway, <laughs> it's Cuthbert. It's your go. Cuthbert is going to move up behind Grimbold. Yes. And he's going to roll a check on. Um, let me just check this. An insight check onto mm -hmm. these guys to see their intent. Okay, make a roll. Uh, Twelve. Yeah, you don't determine any more than Grimbold's able to determine. Martial stance, impossible to read their emotions or their state or whatever it is. Okay. Want to do anything else? No, I've moved and okay. done that. Yeah. Right, so the one that's coming up towards Cuthbert and Grimbold, who are standing, uh, standing next to each other uh, in a line in front of it, it clashes its swords together and a uh, bolt. a kind of burst of something sonic energy something like that shoots along the bridge at you two and can you both give me a DC 13 dexterity saves please okay uh, does my mirror image help uh, I don't think it does in this instance no not a chance dexterity dexterity nah, save DC 13 done now, for god's sake 11. 11 in total. And what about Grimbold? Oh, a. Ooh, natural 20, 23. Okay, uh, do we do critical saves in this game? Why not? A good time to start. <laughs> okay. Uh, Cuthbert takes 8 points of damage. Grimbold, oh. I'm being nice to you. You take 2 points of damage with your critical save. I don't know if that's a rule, but we're going to play it from now on. Great. Thanks. Okay. To the north, the two that are making their way up the north facing bridge. The first one moves up to Parker and attacks him. Oh, so they are hostile. Uh, and uh, attacks uh, with its two uh, sort of short swords. He's got two short swords. First attack, it hits <coughs> hit armor class 16. That's a hit. Doing four points of damage. Mm. And the second attack hits armor class 9. That's Just a miss. Just as a miss. And then the, the final remaining warrior moves up to the podium and round also on Parker. I think it can make it. First attack hits armor class 8, just is a miss. miss. And the second attack hits armor class 15, which I suspect is a hit that is for hit. another four points of damage. Uh, and it's Parker's round. What does Parker want to do? Am I assuming that Burple and sessions are going to come up and support me or are you running away oh, we're definitely going i'm definitely yeah, going to support, support you yeah but not necessarily that close right okay 
Well, I can take a little bit more from them at this rate, um, so I will mm -hmm. try and give. I will try and attack them. Okay. So Go I for will it. start with. Well, I will start with the quarter staff. Which one are you attacking? Are you attacking the northernmost one? I'll or the southern attack one? the southernmost one. So with the shillelagh, hits a five. It's a miss. It's a miss. And then I will expend one key point. That means I can do two unarmed strikes on it. So the first yep. one hits a 20. 20. Yeah, that's a hit. Doing five points of damage. Yep. And the second one hits a six. Four class six is a miss. Yeah. Well, that was... So, Sessions, it's your round. What do you want to do? Okay, I think I will toss my uh, holy coin in the air. Yeah. Conjure a crushing coin and send it hurtling at one of those automatons just next to Parker, so the one that's furthest to what I would assume is the north. Yeah, the one that, yeah, the one that you can see past Parker. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, what do I have to do? Do I have to make a save or something? Yeah, no, I think I have to make a hit roll. Okay, go for it. Uh, spell attack roll, I suppose. In your own time. Yeah, yeah. Whenever. whenever you're ready. 16. No, that's 16. a 12 grab. 16 is a Plus hit. four. What kind of damage is it? How does it work? Uh, it is force damage, I would think. Oh, is it? This is the equivalent of a spiritual This is spiritual hammer. This is yeah, uh, gotcha. spiritual weapon. Yeah, got it. Okay. Uh, yeah, Old so force damage. Go for it. Combien de damage? Ten points of damage. Deep points of damage. Okay, fine. That looks like it affected it normally. Uh, and that's you done. And we move on to Grimbold. Uh, that's a bonus action. Oh, I'm so sorry. Let's go back. What else uh, are you going to do? I don't know what else I want to do. I, I will just... <laughs> <laughs> I can do something else, but I'm not sure what it's going to be. So I'll okay. think about it a bit. Well, how long are you going to take thinking about it? No, no, I... I, I, I... <laughs> I could I... go and get... Don't you go and get a drink? <laughs> no, no, that should be fine. I think with my... Um, with my normal action, I will mm. ready to run away should they approach me. <laughs> so you think you're ready. You're readying to basically peg it if they go. Yeah, off to make you. sure that yeah they they don't come after me. Okay, so moving on to the next person who's going to ready to peg it away, it is Grimbold. Uh, that's a little unfair. Anyway, I am going to move back slightly. <laughs> Five that's north, heading about. north. Ten. Yeah. Fifteen. Yeah. 20. There's a man counting in fives. Always fascinating. Okay. Tactical movement. Mm -hmm. You're heading back up towards uh, Burple and Sessions. Yeah. Yes. Leaving Cuthbert sort of by himself. Um, and what about Burple? What does Burple want to do? Well, Burple <coughs> is going to do enhance, enhance ability on himself, which is his mm. second level spell. He's going to do Bear's Endurance, which gives him an extra 2d6 temporary hit points. Very nice. What? Um, and then he's going to move a little bit. <laughs> Bloody <laughs> cards! <laughs> Sorry, how many hit points? I've got four hit, hit points from my false life. Oh dear. And you can only do it once. And you're heading over towards Parker, Purple, right? I'm heading over towards Parker. And the combat. But, well, yeah, I'm hoping that they're not. They're, they're going to focus on Parker and not move around him. But you know, I've got two d six extra hit points, which I need to roll. Uh, so oh yeah, do yeah, that. do it. Six extra hit points, which is more than the four that uh, that Johnny gets. Yeah, yeah. So just sort of, yeah, just yeah, pointing yeah. that out. That, uh, yeah, well, so I've got, I've got yeah. more than him. That's second level spell, is it? It's a second level spell. How many hit points you got total? Oh, loads. So many, I have lost count. Actually, I can't come remember. Uh, Cuthbert, what do you want to do? I will look you up and engage. 
Yeah, that's what you should do. Come on. The fighter type. Yeah. You're a fighter. It's the joke never gets old. No. <laughs> well, why did you pick a fighter if you're not going to fight anything? <laughs> I'm going to thwack this thing with the, yep. my first attack, which is the rapier. The rapier. Okay. Uh, uh, not hitting enough. Pathetic. It's a five. Which was I rolled a five, which mm -hmm. gives a total of ten, which is not good. And then with the short sword, yep. seven. Mm -hmm. And so that is the end of my turn and possibly my life. Uh, and now it's them. So this thing is going to have a go, obviously, at you, Cuthbert. Looks like. <laughs> no, it doesn't do that actually because it's an implacable robo knight. <laughs> First short Grabs sword. Grabs and jumps off the uh, stone walkway. Hits armor class nine. Just trip attack. <laughs> Miss. And the second uh, short sword hits armor class thirteen. Miss. Oh, damn it. Okay. And then up here with Parker, the one that uh, Graham is attacking with his crushing coin is going to try and strike Parker with a short sword blow. First blow against Parker hits armor class uh, 13, Parker. Nope. And then second attack hits ooh, armor class 17, <sighs> doing the following damage. Ooh, seven points of damage on Parker. Oh dear, okay. Mm. And then the other one is going to attack Parker as well. Oh dear, first attack. Oh, it's a one. Uh, what do you do with ones? Yeah, well, we don't do anything with ones, but I think it's probably reasonable that it loses its second attack. I think that's a kind of a fair enough uh, outcome, and it's possible. <laughs> right, so did I understand correctly, you said that the attack with the unarmed strike didn't seem to do much damage. You didn't feel like the effect of the blow that you landed seemed to be uh, okay, so uh, mensurate with the force or whatever, yeah. Well, we'll have another flurry of blows on it. So the first attack with the shillelagh uh, is the seven. Oh, that's a miss. And then I get two unarmed strikes. The first one being Sixteen. Is it? That's a hit. So that would be six points of damage. And then I now do a second flurry of blows. So that's six points from that well, first attack. Strike Sorry, are you? Uh, yeah, Parker. Is Parker attacking the one that um, is being? Is are you hitting the one the, the one same I one again? Last time. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So six points again. on that one. Yeah. Okay. Got it. Yeah. And then another hit for twenty-two, which I assume is also hit. As a hit. Yeah. Just six. And, and again, Parker. You feel like you're not yeah. landing the blows that you would be expecting. What about sessions? Sessions, you're up. Okay, sessions. I'm going to fizz in the uh, spinning coin of whacking. So it's gonna <laughs> yeah. Hurt. It hurtles in like a delivery from Michael Holding, aiming at his ghoulies. Yes. Okay. Uh, hitting armor class 13. 13 is a. Let me just check that for you, uh, caller. 13 is a miss. Oh. Uh, right. And then I will um, do something else. Yeah, uh, that thing uh, else that you do is hesitate. It's the same as last round. <laughs> okay, so you're gonna uh, ready. I'm to... going to ready uh, to take evasive action if required. Yeah, got it. Uh, Grimbold. So I'm going to move 
a bit further round towards sessions. Yeah. By about 10 feet. Yeah. Towards safety. Then, uh, towards safety. Yeah. Yes, and we're safe. <laughs> towards the cleric. Equidistant between the two monsters. Uh, and then I'm going to do a chromatic orb at the one that Cuthbert. I mean, Cuthbert, do you want me to do it? Yes. Right, yes. I'll, I'll do it anyway. What do, we, what do I think would do the most damage in everybody? Acid, cold, fire, lightning, poison, thunder. Acid. Kind of reliable. Okay, but they're, they're, they're metallic. I can't remember what they were. They're suits of armor, aren't they? They're just sort of, yeah, they seem to be like animated suits of armor. Right, so I think lightning's going to do some damage, surely. Okay, give it a shot. Although, are they sort of storm, something to do with uh, air elementals, in which case... They're the they're wind chips. Maybe they're immune to lightning because of the air elemental plane or whatever. You know, if they're flying up in the heavens and lightning bolts are going off. Should I try acid? Acid, I think Dan's right. That's probably a safe bet. Do you have so magic missile? No. Well, what are you going to do? So I'm going to do a chromatic orb of acid. Yeah. And uh, I need to make a... I think I'll make a ranged touch attack. Or just a ranged spell attack, yeah. Ranged spell attack. Uh, I think that's a plus five. Mm -hmm. oh, sorry, I can't guess. Plus five, so... Okay, sorry. Have we done this before? 14. In total? Yes. He's a uh, and, you're gonna, and you've moved, you've done that, that's it, you're done, it's purple. That's crap. Uh, how is Parker <laughs> looking? Yeah, how is Parker looking? Not great. Okay. I, another hit will not be good. I will move, to, move up behind Parker and uh, tickle him under the arm and then move away again. Ooh. <laughs> so I shall... Uh, uh, I shall move up behind Parker. I shall do a Cure Wounds, uh, which is 1d8 plus 3. I'll roll it for you because you were useless yeah, last I'm useless time I remember. It, yeah, so I remember. Uh, <laughs> setting myself up for a fall. Yes. Uh, level, cast level 1. Uh, 9. 9 points. That's pretty Thank good. Thank really And, okay. and yep. I will use my bonus action to yep. give do a Bardic Inspiration on Parker. That's the gift token Excellent. power, isn't it? That's the extra D6 yeah. gift gift token power. Which I can use at any stage, right? Get yourself something nice. What's your arm class, Parker? Uh, 14. Oh, that's one better than me. Uh, it will step up next to Parker. Okay. And now it's Cuthbert. Well, there's only two things Cuthbert can do. The first thing involves a rapier. Oh, that sounds painful. Oh, that's oh dear. Eight, which is no. uh, I'm, I'm improving. I'm improving. Then I'm going to do a short sword. Yeah. Armor class. <laughs> Six. You, you've lost I confidence. Just un I've lost confidence. Believable. Um, then that will be my round. I'm it, not going to do anything else. It strikes back at you. Uh, first Excellent. attack it hits armor class six. Brilliant. Uh, which is a miss. Second attack it hits armor class. Ooh, seventeen. That's a hit. 17. You take the following damage. You take the damage of... Uh, oh. You take nine points of damage. Thank you so much. Oh, no, sorry, 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 sorry. You take seven points of damage. Thank you even more very much. That's a pleasure. It was a pleasure to provide it. And then up, uh, let's return to the sort of little melee that we've got now with Burple, Parker, and these two dudes. Um, the northernmost one, the one that was damaged by and is being attacked by uh, Sessions's crushing coin, is going to attack Burple. Mm. Uh, two short sword attacks. First short sword attack 
It's armor class. Oh, hello, 19 on the dice. Armor class 23. Yeah, there's a miss. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. uh, but if you were to just to take the damage for form's sake, just to pretend I hit. Yes, if I, if I yeah, were. If you had hit, been hit, yeah, yeah. you'd take seven points of damage. Seven points of damage. So that's one real point of damage. Uh, I've got my six temporary hit points. You see. Yeah, yeah, I like it. And then the second attack. It's armor class uh, 14. 14's a hit. Is a hit. Yeah. Oh dear. Oh dear, it's all going yeah, horribly I'm wrong. Really not equipped for this kind And of another thing. seven points of damage. Another seven oh, points of damage. You need to take one of these guys down. You're getting in trouble. He's getting in trouble very. He's getting in trouble very quickly now. Uh, and then the and then the other one, the one on Parker, is going to attack Parker. Obviously, uh, the refreshed Parker. First attack. Oh. 17 Ooh. on the dice for armor class 21. That's going to be a hit on Parker. Unfortunately. And Parker takes six points of damage. And the second attack from this thing. Oh, no. Oh, armor class 12? No, that's a miss. Uh, armor class 12, you're okay. Yes. Okay. Uh, and it's your round, Parker. Right. Um, you still with us? Well, yeah, so I'm just having a quick think about what is the best thing to do. Um, well, actual fact, what I will do first is I will try and hit with the shillelagh to see if that actually the magical effect of the shillelagh does okay. some damage. So we'll just do a normal hit again this round. Yeah. Um, hang on. So that's one with the shillelagh. A 16. 16 is a hit. Palpable hit. Lovely. So that's six points of damage. Six points of damage on the shillelagh. Okay, fine. Yeah, that and seems to learn a proper blow. That seems to do the damage you were hoping so for. So it's magic. It's the magical nature that's the possibly. Effect. Yeah. Okay, and then I will also do um, always on the offhand the unarmed strike with the twelve. Twelve's a miss. Okay, so there's six points from the shillelagh. Six points. That's a decent done. round. And then on to sessions. Okay. Um, again, I'm going to crash the uh, spinning disc, uh, spinning coin into the same one I've been attempting to crash it into. Um, yep. That's the one that Purple's attacking. Yep. Yep. Armor class 18. Armor class 18 is a hit. Get Whee! it. More like it. For six points of damage. Oh, okay. Yep. And then I think I'm going to try. Um, yeah. I'm going to try uh, toll the dying, or toll the dead on it. Right, because that always works. I don't know. No, it needs a. It needs to make a wisdom saving throw or take one d eight necrotic damage. Ooh. The point about but, toll the dead is that if you've already taken damage, it does you take more an damage. Extra, it does more damage. Right, but in in any case, it's a, it gets a saving throw. Uh, it gets a wisdom saving throw. Okay. Um, is it going to affect an automaton? It says one creature you can see within range. What's the DC? Oh, it's, mm, it's an enormous 12. 12? I think it might have saved. It always saves. Mike always saves on these things. Mm -hmm. uh, it has, I'm afraid, saved. It okay, rolled a 15 so on the dice. Okay, so it hears the, the clanging of the bells, but nothing... Nothing happens. What about the uh, premier spellcasting resource of the party, Grimble? Um, I'm going to do a... Oh, sorry, I thought it was Burple's round. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't think you're far Burple. enough away from... Burple's a bard. You've only got three creatures between you and the monsters. Burple's a bard, uh, Charlie, I think excuse you're deal me. With that first. It's a secondary spell-using resource. Right, <laughs> okay, I'm going to fire Chromatic Orb. 
at the one that Cuthbert's <laughs> fighting. <laughs> Same again. Acid again. 18. 18 is a hit. Oh, well done. Not sure it's improved thing. What's the deal? All right. It's acid damage, right? Right, we're talking, yeah. You get no save or anything like that? Uh, no. Mm. Okay, so here we go. 3d8. Yep. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Six <laughs> points of damage. Absolutely. The build-up was <laughs> enormous, <laughs> but the delivery, <laughs> not so Oh, dearie me. Well, I'm I mean... Sure. I really, I, I, that was just a practice. <laughs> it doesn't seem that affected. It's like... It's a practice roll. Somebody splashed a little bit candy. of drain cleaner on it or something, but it Practice looks rolls. basically <laughs> fine. <laughs> and we're on to purple. Ah, uh, the premier spellcasting resource. Okay, well, I'm going to use my bonus action to do bardic inspiration on myself, and then I'm going to do dissonant whispers. Mm -hmm. First level spell. Like uh, wisdom saving throw, DC 13. Think. Okay, we haven't got a great wisdom. Oh, but he's made it. Another he's 15! Exactly what it is. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. It's just fantastic. I'd love to see it. <laughs> just leave the spells to the. Anything spell else? Users, you did six points with your three yeah. dice. Mm -hmm. Damage, though. As soon as oh. things start going against Even not, not as much damage as I did. Damage. All starting to unravel. Uh, Cuthbert? Okay, well, Cuthbert will start the round by. Um, Doing second wind. I beg your pardon. There we go. And that was really not the time. Seven points of healing. Thank you very much indeed. And then he's yeah. going to attack with a rapier. Okay, two more misses coming up. Oh. Let's have the first miss. Uh, there uh, it is. Eight. <laughs> <laughs> so rubbish. And the second miss. And the second miss. And the second miss. miss. What did you miss? Yes, the second miss. No, oh, is a miss. Yeah. Lovely miss. Um, Thank you. Um, that's that. Um, Consistent of it's going, to, it's going to strike back at you. Uh, well, I say strike yeah. back. <laughs> Not really strike back, is it? <laughs> it's more just sort of an un, uh, sort of an unanswered series of pummelings on you. The first. <laughs> it's armor class. Let's have a look. Oh, that might be a miss. Armor class twelve. Miss cock. And the second attack hits. <sighs> armor class eleven. Miss Ammon Blast. So the two of you are on this bridge, missing each other. <laughs> missing each other, just up, up here. So the one on Burple is going to keep going against Burple, and the first attack hits Armor Glass. Oh, 16, which is going to be a hit on Burple. <laughs> Burple takes a grand total of three points of damage. Still uh, alive. Sec second attack. Uh, it's a, oh, it's a 17 on the dice for armor class 21. Oh, for God's uh, sake. Just really not going well here. Uh, I don't have another five points of damage. Uh, oh, and oh, then wait, we are on in, in Parker Thumpy territory. Thumpy Parker 1. It attacks and hits armor class 15, which is going to hit Parker for a further... Uh, oh, rolled off the five. Six points of damage. And then the second attack, uh, uh, oh. three on the die. Bollocks. It misses. Uh, and it's Parker, it's your chance to uh, answer. Shine. So, what are you going to do? How um, damaged are these two things looking? Uh, give me an uh, just a flat intelligence check. Just a flat intelligence check. Just roll, I mean, as in, not as in a flat check. Just, just, just give me a straight intelligence yeah, check. Yeah. G20, add your intelligence mod. Yeah. 17. 17 is very good. Okay. Your estimation. The one that's fighting Burple seems to be more wounded than the one, that, than the one that's fighting you. And the one that's fighting Burple, you think, might be in the kind of half-ish region. Oh, hey. I've got five hit points. I'm 
just massively Same played this played this combat really bad. You need to hit and they need to miss, and it's got to start soon. Otherwise, we're in trouble. Parker, hit one of them. Well, I've got three Take points, out the three hit points, so I could also run three. away. Take the one on. Um, effectively, I can rely on my relentless endurance to take one kill. Oh, yeah. But it's yeah, basically, yeah, yeah. so I've only got, I mean, if it hits me this round and then again the next round, then I'm gonna. Yeah, but if we can try and take one of them down. Okay, so then sensibly would be to hit the one that's on you at the moment. Yes. All right, well, we'll give that one a go. Selflessly, you want to throw yourself in front of it, actually. I think well, that's really well. You know, yeah, just block yeah. its sight so it can't see me. I think that's really yeah, that's the best move. If, yeah. you, if you move out of the way, both of you, I'll do another chromatic orbit. It. How are we going to do I'll that? Go, well, after you move, move, go, out, both move, move out of the way. Well, that's like change action. Yeah. Don't, don't change targets. <laughs> well, you're all right. Anyway, come on, Lucas. That would be a possibility, Dan. We could both move, move out of the way. No, we can't. Well, you can take Not the disengage action. Yes, we can, that's true. We can take. So the you'd forfeit. You'd forfeit any attack. Yeah, but you can take the disengage. Then Johnny can do the um, orb, and then they're going to move up to us, and then we can attack them again. But they weakened. Well, only. Oh no, sorry. It's only one of them, well, isn't it? Maybe if you just get out of the way, Lucas, after you've had your attack. Well, I can't do that. Then I can get my orb in. I can't I attack and disengage. Mm. No, I think we just go for broke. <sighs> All right, fifteen. 15 is a hit. Lovely. Five points. Okay. And then... Um, Didn't like that very much. An 18. 18 is another Yay. hit. Three points. Is that from your flurry of blows? Is that that's yeah. a, 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 no, a no, hand that's attack? not flurry of blows. That's just the um, arm strike. The arm strike, yeah. How so much damage, sorry? Three points. Yeah. So it's five points magical and three points non-magical. Yeah, got it. Yeah, okay. And that's on the one that's on... Um, yeah. Dan, yes, it's the one that's the, the northernmost one, one, the one that's the yeah. one that's concentrating on purple. Yeah, got it. Well, that was a good round. And then sessions, maybe sessions can hit it as well with the thingy. With yeah, the spinning crashing um, coin, crushing crushing coin, coin. Crushing thunders coin. down towards its head. Armor oh, class twelve. Armor class twelve is a miss. Uh, and I will try um, toll the dying again on it. Okay, it's got to make a wisdom save. Yeah. Yep. It rolls a seventeen. <laughs> So I don't know what to say. Oh my God. It's these new blue dice of mine. They're just <laughs> new blue dice. rolling new rocks. Uh, anything else from sessions? Uh, no. Anything else I can do? I could move. A sigh of despair. A sigh of despair. Oh, actually, no. What I will do. Sorry. Mm -hmm. I will edge yeah. a little bit closer because actually I can't get up to them in one move otherwise. Should I need to? Gotcha. Uh, what and the sort of as a right as a sort of as medic. the desperate run up and use my one remaining first level yeah. spell to heal someone. Okay, Grimbold, it's time for you to change the fortunes of everybody with an astonishing round of power and That's success. Uh, mm. Right, I'm going to do a firebolt because I'm at. running out of spells at the one on uh, Cuthbert. Yes. No. I'm going to have got some spells. No. Left. I just want to. Do you know what? I wouldn't. Back. Do that. Oh, so I'm qu quite selfishly saying, take out the guns. Yeah. But this, one's, this one's taken go, no damage. Go you know, the can't hit anybody. Everybody's in the way. Yeah, he hasn't got a line to. So oh, okay. I'll, I'll move up. I'll move up towards the the purple and that lot. Mm -hmm. But on the way, I'm going to fire a bolt at the one on you. Um, yeah, got it, Cuthbert. Yeah. Add four to this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, actually, can I change my mind? No. no. Right, no. and I'm going to move. Five. Yeah. Can I change ten. my mind? 15, 20, 
<laughs> I never would have done that. But I never would have done that. I never would have done that. It could not have been me. <laughs> the thing I said I did, I didn't do, or can't you see? Okay, fast, efficient. Fast what? <laughs> fast and efficient. Fast and efficient. efficient. Well, no, that's efficient. Well, fast. fast and ineffective. Still alive, aren't I? <laughs> <laughs> Thing is, it's quick. Okay, uh, purple happy. Yeah, I'm going to use the withdraw action. Disengage. Great, fantastic. Oh god. Okay, do I hit it with a non-magical rapier, or do I try the spell that is always saving against? Uh, what, what's your DC? Thirteen. Of the spell. Yeah. I mean, it's less than you know fifty percent, isn't it? What what pluses you? How already? much damage does the spell do? Uh, the spell does three d six psychic damage. Oh well, go for it. Come on. It's got to fail eventually. Yeah, it's got to it's fail. Got to fail. It's okay, Mike. Basically, same I think you have to right. sing it, Dan. You have to put some okay. passion into it. Yeah. Yes, I'm going to do dissonant whispers. <laughs> <laughs> okay, dissonant whispers. And what yes. am I doing? Making a saving throw. DC dissonant whispers. Uh, yeah, D DC, uh, DC thirteen, wisdom save. Okay, here we go with the lovely here we go. blue dice rolling. He's going to be rolling in. Uh, nine, it's a fail. It's a fail. Song They've actually got a dreadful. They've actually got a dreadful wisdom save, and they just keep rolling absolute uh, monsters. Okay, so what's, well, what's the demand? The Are they not monsters? Well, they aren't. Uh, yeah, exactly. So. Uh, uh, I'm just wondering if I can throw in a D6 my, or from my bardic inspiration. Yeah, it's no, I think that's D20 roll, yeah. Or saving throw. Oh, saving! Uh, mm. That's on me. No, it's, I can't do it on damage. It's next uh, level I can do it on Which one are you looking at? I've got those four images. In <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All of them. The one that's looking terrified and scared. No, we all of them. Yeah, you can always tell. They Monsters can like always that. tell which one is the real Grimbold. <laughs> <laughs> right, Cuthbert. Here we go. It's, I, I, I sense things are swinging in your favour. Uh, I, I, uh, no, honestly. Here we go. <laughs> things are, things are swinging off. in your favour. <laughs> Cuthbert is swinging in. Ooh, hello. <laughs> 14 is a armor miss. Class 19. Oh, armor God. class hitting armor class 19. Armor class 19 is a hit for six, for points, six points of damage. damage. What are you attacking yes. it with? Uh, that was a rapier. Okay. Yeah, you've done a little bit of damage on it, not as much as you would be hoping. And then I have the plus plus one short sword. Ah, the plus one short sword. Uh, okay, here we go. Plus one short sword ploy of the East Wind. Armor class 17 uh, is also a hit, doing a massive five points of damage. Five points of damage. Okay, and that seemed to land properly. Uh, it's looking. It's not looking unwell, but it's not looking happy. You've finally done a bit of damage on it, and it's it's a chance to try and uh, hit you. The lovely blue dice of power, here they come. First attack, it's armor Oh, seven is a miss. That's a miss. And That's second miss. attack, it's armor class. It's a 20. Oh. But we don't do Yeah, criticals. we do. We do do criticals. Oh, yes, we do. Yes, we do. <laughs> no, we don't. Yes, we, we do. do. Lovely criticals. Oh, here it comes. What a lovely critical roll. Nine points of damage. <laughs> and in fact, I've got the critical table right here from the Arden Grimoire. 
Yeah, we were bringing them in at the end of the last <laughs> session. Heads pulped over a wide area. area. <laughs> Bodies fit in two. And then the remaining one up here has got to choose whether or not to attack Parker or Purple Herpish. Well, it's been attacking Parker. I mean, you know it's going to be Parker. <laughs> yeah, so and it's up for a change, isn't it? Yeah, yeah it's up for a change. It's going to change things. It's really annoyed. It's really annoyed <laughs> it's that you just killed its friend. <laughs> its little head is yeah. swivelling backwards and forwards, looking yeah. confused. <laughs> this thing is, is programmed to, to just attack yeah. until it's... One to three. Destroyed. One to three, Parker. What's this one to change target? One to three Parker, four to six purple. Roll off, four to six. One to three Parker, four to six purple. Here we go. Roll off, four to six. It's a five, it's... Oh, shit, here comes the blue dice of doom. Oh, it's a 16 hitting armor class 20. Purple's in all sorts of trouble now. Four more points of damage. I've got five hit points left. Okay, well, yeah, maybe maybe not for long. One, Here comes the other attack. Got one hit point left. <laughs> it's a miss. A seven. It's, it's a miss. It's what you thought. It was all Sessions over. Is stepping up to the plate now. Uh, Parker, it's your go. Oh right. Lovely. Well, we'll try. Continue with the same tactic, basically. Seems to be the way to what, go. Rolling hey, high numbers. Uh, oh. Yeah, no, rolling misses. <laughs> there you go. That's yeah, fantastic. No, that's Paul's tactic. Don't use that yeah. one. Thank you, Rachel. <laughs> Didn't you have a bardic inspiration you could use? Yeah, but it won't. Oh, and you have to say, oh, no, I've. Yeah, okay, yeah. So I'll do the unarm strike. Uh, oh, 24. It's that's a, crit it's a critical. Natural, yeah, it's critical. Okay, so roll the damage um, dice twice and add the modifier. A solid thump upon the uh, arm. So. Seven points of damage. Yeah. yeah, okay, gotcha. Yeah, it's not looking that wounded, I have to say. You're not really you're not really cutting it through. Do you want to step slightly around the side of it, uh, uh, um, what's your Parker. face? Uh, Parker. Yes, my lady. Around the other side, because I can do a spell at it then. Oh, I see what you mean. I can step to the north. You can step between. Yes, you're still not yeah, exposing it to Grimbold, if you see what I mean. Can you now hit it, Grimbold? Well, I've got a line of sight. Yes, okay. okay. Well, then we'll do yeah. that. So if I step to the north, then Grimbold has a line of sight to it. And that's my route. Okay, uh, it's Sessions Epa. Okay, pound in with another smashing attack from the crushing coin. How long does this last, this spell? Oh, ages. Oh, ages. <laughs> <laughs> That's a very good question. It lasts a minute. So you've got ages left, yeah. So in it comes, thundering in. Oh, oh hello. Armor class 20. Yeah, armor class 20 is a hit. Four points of damage as it uh, okay. clips him around the ears. Yeah, force damage though, right? So it seems to affect it normally. Force damage, yeah. Okay. And I will also try uh, Toll the Dying on it again. Yeah. Another wisdom save. It's got to fail on. eventually. Yeah. Here comes the blue dice of doom. Well, uh, one yeah. the fail. <laughs> Lovely. Uh, <laughs> me. Things have changed. As it's been damaged, it takes a crushing three points of additional damage. Three points of additional damage. Demarge. That's awesome. It's looking not so great. And I will edge a bit further uh, towards the, uh, the the north, so that if Dan needs healing, if purple, yep, got it. then he can withdraw in that direction. Nice round. Very nice round. Grimbold? Time for you to uh, answer your critics right. and not be shit. Your chance to finish it off. Uh, right, I'm going to do a chromatic orb. Uh -huh. uh, but I'm doing it as a second level spell. Ooh. Oh. So add five to this roll. 16. 16 oh, is yes. a hit. Spoink. Right, 
at 48. Whoa, what? Well, that's because you've used a higher yep. level spell slot. Yes. Yeah. 22 points hell. of damage. Wow. <laughs> Finally wakes damage? up and does something. It's absolutely yeah. vaporised. Are you clapping yourself? So he is. Yeah. <laughs> it's absolutely destroyed. Shameless. What? Oh. Gone. Done. That was the one again. Oh, sorry, which, which one did you target? It's fried. Which one? And this is why you need to keep the primary. You're attacking. You're attacking the one on Parker, right? That's right. And then I'm going to do my move. Yeah. I'll just move down towards Cuthbert. Uh, and now it's purple. Um, well, that changes my round. I don't need to use the withdraw action anymore, so I can do a Dissonant Whispers, of which I have one more. Do I actually want to do that? Do I actually want to do that? Well, first of all, I'm going to move and stand next to Sessions. Sensible, safe place to stand. A sensible, a healy place to stand. Uh, with my one hit point, and I shall. How many, how many heals have you got, Graham? You've got lots. No, no, I, I have like one. Okay, I've got, I've I got have one heal as well. Because I have like Dude. no spells left. I don't know. I have so few spells. Actually, I could do dissonant whispers as a second level spell. Why don't I do that? I will do that. I will do dissonant whispers as a second level spell. Save my first level Healy spell slot. DC is still the same. DC thirteen. Or I could do a I could do a heal as a second level. Get an extra one D eight. Mhm. Ooh, could do that. And just use the dissonant whispers at the first level. I'm just wondering whether it's worth us uh, healing things. We're all going to be doing. I mean, at the moment, Cuthbert is the one which is going to attack. If we can all do ranged spells from basically yes. where Grimbold is. No, no, no. I'm, I'm going to do. I'm going to do an attack. It's whether I do dissonant whispers as a first level or a second level spell. What is the most effective? We're going to take a rest after this anyway, aren't we? I would think. So why don't I do dissonant whispers? as a second level spell. Yes. That's what I'm going to do. Uh, just check the range. 60 feet. Yeah, you'll have to move, move a little bit. Yeah, I'll move, another f I'll move forward another 5 feet. Okay. And then you're going to target the one on the bridge fighting Cuthbert with this... Target the one on boosted. the bridge fighting Cuthbert yep. with a second level Dissonant Whispers spell. Uh, that's a Wisdom saving throw DC 13. DC 13. Of course it's going to save. Here comes the guys of power. No, it rolls a 5. No, it fails it fails. Save. So it's 4d6. Whoa, hello. Uh, it does <gasps> 19, 19 points of oh, damage. God, it's looking very shaky now as a result of that spell. Basically, oh my the God. spellcasters have come good in this because everything else was just not happening. Well, the main, the main spellcasters were... Yeah, yeah, that's true. Well, mm. well, I killed one and done nothing. I, I think, else, I think yeah. I've been massively effective. <laughs> <laughs> it's nice of you all to acknowledge. Yeah, well done, Graham. I thought uh, I think you've been great this combat. Referring to me. Congratulations. <laughs> Consistent <laughs> damage dealing. Compliment only paid yeah. by somebody who's on one hit point. <laughs> I think the cleric's been amazing. Right. <laughs> what's, what's happening with uh, What's happening with Cuthbert? Is your round, mate? Well, Cuthbert is going to state the course, and he's going to attack. Uh, firstly, was the rapier. Oh, it's a twenty. It's a twenty. What's the damage? Um, Two. Ten points in total. Three. Ten points. Ten points in total. Okay, fine. Uh, it's still alive. And then he's going to do with the plus one shorts of the east wind. Yeah. Armour armor class Armour 16. 16 is a hit. Doing eight points of damage. And it collapses and falls off the bridge down into the pit. <sighs> I think very nicely done. Finally. Hurrah. Well, that was tight. Mm -hmm. Yes. 
What's next? Well, you're left in this chamber. <laughs> Loot the bodies. You've got the the bridges going out to this sort of. There's like a ring walkway in the centre, which this column of so air these... is blowing up through from the pit below you and up into the ceiling, where it sort of disappears into this kind of almost daylight style illumination coming out of the centre of the ceiling. Oh, these automata. Yeah. But now that they're they're dead, are they just empty suits of armour? They're just empty suits of armour. Okay. The Any magic on them? Search them. The short swords are short swords. There's nothing magical. The armor is human-sized. I mean, uh, I can check what armor it is. I think it's probably scale males. Scale males armor class 15, right? No idea. Okay, well, scale we'll, male. well let's look into that. So you, the, the armor is armor, and I'm going to say that you can, yeah, you can use it. And the uh, short swords are short swords. I mean, they're just standard short swords. Should we, should we want to take a short rest? Yeah. Before we do anything else, I've got no. I've got one spell. I've got one first. Yeah. First I've level got one spell. spell left. I have um, two. Yeah. So I can do. Why I've don't we start with short cure rest. wounds? You've got what? I've got two cure wounds. I've got one yeah. cure wounds. I've well, got you've got your own cure wounds. Why am I doing cure wounds on you? Why am I wasting my spells on you? Hey, hey, hey! Answer me that. I'm going to sing while we do a short rest. I'm going to say, everybody's feeling better. It's a really lovely time. Get your plugs out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really getting into character. Yeah, it is. Well, uh, yeah I think it's, um, it's half plate, this armor. It's half plate. Ooh, it's human, it's medium sized half plate. Well, we'll take that. We'll take, got th we'll take them. Two suits of. Two suits? You've got two suits of half plate. Two suits. And the sort of whirlwindy effect in the middle? Whirlwind effect in the middle comes out of the centre of the pit, runs up through the centre of the room in a column, goes through a through the middle of the ring, which is the walkway in the centre, and mm -hmm. then straight up and into the uh, light of the ceiling. If you spend an hour doing a short rest, can everybody give me a perception check? Perception check. A 21, man. That's awareness, man. Okay, so... Parker, with your 21 perception while you're taking your short rest, you think you heard a very soft noise. Almost, well, basically, all, yeah, pretty much completely drowned out by this the sound of this kind of rushing column of air in the middle of the room. But you did hear something, something very soft. And you're the only person that heard anything. Right. Well, I tell everybody else to be quiet for a minute. And it's, I mean, it's difficult to pick anything out because of the sound of this, you know. Right. Was it slippery, slidey? No, more scrabbling. No, no, it wasn't, and it wasn't. It didn't sound. It, it more of a kind of, uh, as they say, like a maybe a rustle or a kind of the sound of something brushing something else. It was very, very gentle. Well, like clothing. But it rustling. could be, yeah. It could have been a. It, it, to, to be honest, it, it's difficult for Parker to be sure that it, he didn't just hear from the other side of the room one of you, um, you know, brushing clothing against something else. It, it really is that kind of faint. Mm -hmm. Okay. <laughs> Don't like it. I mean, this is during your rest. We'll say this is like half an hour in. So you can, I mean, you can make a decision now. So I'm still at one hit point. Yes. So. Yep, you can make a decision now to go and have a look, or you could wait until your rest is complete. Or someone else can on one I, hit point. I'm having to go and um, take a look down the passage Sessions. that we came in. Yep. So I, I will make my way to the entry. I think there's no door at our end. 
Well, there's the, well, there's the door that the, the ghost left open for you, and then you have the balance yeah. beam across the little chasm filled with the metal spheres, and then you have the door that you came through, which is a face with an open mouth. You can see all the yeah. way through that. I mean, what's your... Uh, well, you can see, actually, because the blue lantern is still lit at the bottom of the shaft at the end of the corridor, yeah, where you climbed up. Mm -hmm. So you have got a little bit of ambient light. You'd certainly be able to see if there's anything silhouetted there or in the corridor. It seems completely, absolutely quiet. No sound of anything, no movement or motion, nothing. Okay, well, I, I think from the end that we're at, I will I will stand watch. Okay, I well... I think I need to go into that chamber, and I just recall we climb down and along the bottom to get past the... Yeah, um, the ball firing things. I don't really want to do that on my own. No, no. You, yeah, you expecting the bad guys to come along? Well, someone possibly. Yeah. Do you want some support? Uh, well, I will call if we need some. Do you need to rest? Probably not. You probably are unwounded. No. So you might as well come and stand with me, and we can watch down the corridor. The two cousins. The two cousins. You two can kind of uh, staying as quiet as you can. You've got a good sight of this passageway. There's absolutely, you can't hear anything at all, and there's no motion or movement. There's no sound of anything moving around, and the light from the blue lantern at the end of the corridor is not being disturbed or broken or anything. Nothing happens in the remaining half hour of your short rest. So you're now all uh, revivified to whatever extent, I don't know. So, what happens if you drop a pebble into the air column? With a light spell on it? Yeah. If you drop a pebble into the air column with a light spell on it, that's a very good question. It's picked up by the column of air and relatively sedately lifted up and it just travels up the column to the ceiling and doesn't come back down. I'm going to gently step into the column of air. You're going to step into the column. Take a leap of faith. Cuthbert steps into the column of air and he is gently lifted up and then and uh, disappears up into the light of the ceiling. Okay, well, let's go. But we can't see him up there. No, like I said, the apex of the ceiling is a domed ceiling. Daylight intensity light emitting from the centre of the ceiling. And this column of air disappears up into that light. Well, okay, I'll follow. So Parker's going Do you think well. maybe we should... Is somebody going to tell Grimbold and Sessions what you're doing? As they yeah, busily... Yeah, yeah, I'm going, I'm going back up there. So Grimbold, you're returning into the main part of the room. And is everybody going to jump into this column of air or what? Don't you yeah. think that maybe some of us should tie something so we can pull ourselves down? No. no we're, we're all going to commit <laughs> the... We're all dead. We're all yeah. Intrapenny, intrapound. Yeah. We are the TPK or... Okay, yeah. In you all go. Day. 40 years of <laughs> D&D experience. <laughs> and one at a time, you are whooshed up by this pillar of air and you arrive in a chamber. It's called level four, isn't it's it? It's a rectangular room. The pillar of air deposits you in a, in a, in a, at one end of this re rectangular room, and the air, the air column is still sort of, as it were, I'm trying to think of the right word, evacuating into the room. Yeah. So there's a sort of breeze swirling around. It scoops you up, and then it gently deposits you to one side. So you're all standing, as it were, in a cluster around this column of air. And then the rest of the room runs off to the south of you. There is a set of three short stairs. And then at the top of those stairs is a raised area. And on that raised area is a white marble sarcophagus. And it's identical to the one in the room with the coloured lanterns far below. Does it have a mm -hmm. does it have a rune or a symbol on it? Yes, it has the sculpted humanoid figure carved into the lid, just as in the room below. It looks identical. Has it got any lanterns? There's no lanterns. Don't mention lanterns. Please don't do lanterns. <laughs> Above the sarcophagus, on the far wall, there is a beautifully carved bass relief 
and it depicts the same figure. So this is the figure on the sarcophagus. Mm -hmm. It depicts yeah. this figure as a bald, androgynous warrior wearing a simple ancient garment and wielding a mighty longsword. Mm -hmm. But in this depiction, on the left of the warrior, there stands a cloaked, demoniac figure with two long, curved horns tipped in darkest red. And the horned figure is holding a device that looks like it's composed of a handle and a small loop, and it's seemingly using that loop to control a globe of absolute blackness about two feet in diameter. The globe mm. is touching the bald warrior, who is raising his arm in surprise, and the warrior is depicted as if fading from sight. Mm. The slim diadem on his brow bears an elaborate ovular glyph identical to the one carved upon the amulet worn by the figure on the sarcophagus lid. Uh, can somebody give me a perception check? Yes, I can. <clears throat> it's an enormous... 20. 24. Okay, so Cuthbert and Parker... 19. Both notice something well, and Burple. You all <clears throat> notice the same final detail, which is that this demoniac figure has one green and one grey eye. Kill Cuthbert. Scaly. What do you want to do? Paul, Cuthbert is a. Can, can you can you check the sarcophagus for traps? And uh, and detect magic. Well, I can't detect magic. You can do Does detect magic. This sarcophagus look like it moves magic. in the same way the one downstairs did. Well, from seen... where you're all standing around at the the the, the 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 far end of the room, it's difficult to make out much more detail than you've got. Ah, so we have to advance then. To have a proper look at it, you'd have to climb the little flight of stairs and go up onto the platform. Yeah, I will. I will climb the stairs stealthily, and I'm going to do a. I imagine it's going to be a perception check. Mm -hmm. uh, trying to check some for traps. Yeah, getting an 18. Okay, two things happen. The first thing that happens is that your quick perception check when you mount the stairs, you feel that the the lid of the sarcophagus is unbroken. The sarcophagus downstairs, you detected a hairline crack that ran around. Yeah. yeah. This time it's a sealed unitary object. The second thing... So that, there, there, there is no lid. It is it just is one, thing. one thing. Uh, yeah. The second thing that happens is that as soon as you step on and you're peering at this uh, uh, sarcophagus, the bas-relief sculpture animates uh -uh. and the warrior looks directly at you. Yes, looks mm -hmm. into your eyes, in fact, Cuthbert. Yes. It seems to speak, and in your mind, in common, you hear, speak my name. And then it fades, the image, and then the image fades back into the, into the fresco. Zosial, isn't it? What are you going to say? Is it Zosial? You say the word Zosial, bright blue yeah. light shines around the sarcophagus lid, fades a few seconds later, and now you can see a seam between the lid and the rest of the sarcophagus. Oh. Okay. Uh, can I do a check? What do you want to do? What kind of check do you want to do? And what, what, are, the, what are the rest of you doing? Uh, Mike, mm -hmm. quick question. Mm -hmm. Thinking back to my um, vision when I... You thought you were going to say childhood from a... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> going back to the hypnotic therapy... You're back in the room. When I looked in the back in the day, when I looked in the sensor... Yes. And I saw the can, and I saw the figure with the green, with the yeah. blue eye and the green eye. Yeah. Looking at this figure now, the demon figure. Yes. Yeah. You don't think 
that you could have mistaken one for the other, no. Right, okay. So back in the day, it wasn't that I was just like concentrating on the eyes and now I realised that I wasn't actually seeing colour. In the vision, you, you understood that you had seen a figure and that that figure had one green and one grey eye. Okay. Try and push the sarcophagus lid off. Well, I'm going to wiggle my eyebrows. Oh, God, everybody I'm has to duck. Try and... <laughs> yeah. yep. I'll, I'll wiggle Paul's eyebrows back. And I'm going to push the sarcophagus lid. Okay. Give me a strength check. Really? Okay. Uh, give me a second. It's just a straight roll. Yeah. There we go. Not very good of the no, four. You, you, you put your weight against the lid and it's it's not budging. Is this a check? Am I allowed to re-roll again? Yeah, you can have another go if you like. I will assist. I can use a crowbar. Okay. So other people are climbing up the steps as well, are they? Yeah. Yeah, why not? <laughs> so are you all gathering around the sarcophagus? Yes. Okay, you gather around the sarcophagus. You can you can roll to assist. Somebody give me a, somebody give me a strength check. Let's get this. Let's see what happens. A strength check. Roll. Twelve. Twelve is enough. Very gently and very smoothly. The lid slides away to reveal the contents of the sarcophagus. Yeah, it's magic. magic. In there, within the sarcophagus, is all that remains of Zosiel. There is no body. There is a slight silver diadem inscribed with that Zosiel glyph. Okay. Ah, okay. Exactly like the one that he is wearing in the bas-relief above the sarcophagus. Yeah. So it's a sort of... Okay, detect magic. Well, do you want me to continue to describe what else you find, or do you want to do... Actually, go on, do that okay. first. Yeah. There are also yeah. two long, slightly curved black horns with red tips. Uh-huh. There is a pewter box. The top of it is inscribed with alien writhing letter form. There is a longsword. It looks exactly like the longsword that Zosiel is wielding in the picture. Take the longsword. And there is a simple set of clothing, a sort of, it's slightly larger than standard human size. It's very well preserved. It's a sort of simple white shift of some slightly iridescent material. That is what you see. Okay, I'll do a detect magic. Um, you detect magic. Now, on the contents of the sarcophagus. Tell me about detect magic. Tell me what it does. Give me a, give me a quick, uh, Reminder. Uh, well, it, 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 it basically for the duration you sense the presence of magic within 30 feet of you. If you sense magic in this way, you can use your action to see a faint aura around any visible creature or object in the area that bears magic, and you learn its school of magic, if any. The spell can penetrate most barriers, but is blocked by one foot of stone, one inch of common metal, a thin sheet of lead, or three feet of wood or dirt. There is a magical aura around the simple piece of clothing, the shift. Mm. There is a magical aura around the long sword. There is a magical aura around the pewter box. There is a magical aura around the diadem, but there is no magical aura around the horns. They seem to be mundane. Hmm. Okay. We should take them uh, anyhow, I think. Somebody I make a, somebody give me an arcana check or something, having a look at this box. If you're looking at this box and looking at the glyphs. Um, nine. That's not really well. No, you don't, you don't recognise what those... Twenty-one. Twenty-one. You think that those glyphs or one? <laughs> uh, okay, so what? What's it's a lunchbox? <laughs> <laughs> you think it's it's a Snoopy lunchbox? <laughs> um, you think that these writhing glyphs uh, are those of the Queen of Chaos? The Queen of Chaos was the was the was the the, the, the dark figure that the Wind Dukes uh, fought all those years ago. Somebody give right. me a perception check. 
13. 13's enough. 13's, 13's enough. Oh, enough. This is rolling percentile. That was a bit of a... This is... Yeah. Sorry, no, 19. 19. Yeah. Five. That's fine. 13's fine. 19's enough. As you're inspecting this box, I'm not saying anybody's touching it or doing anything, getting too close, but just as in the act of, uh, as it were, surveying it or appraising it, your feeling is that it's sealed because the... The, the, the pewter that it's made of, the lid, is actually melted so that it's sealed. So it's not sealed with any kind of mechanism. It looks like it's sealed through the metal melting around the edges. And you don't know that, that it would be, you don't think it would be that difficult to kind of snap it open if you wanted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think we want to do that. I think we need to hesty test the pod to have a look at that. Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, I reckon that maybe Zosial's soul is stored in the diadem. Could be. I think the sword is mine, and so are the clothes. Strangely no, excuse enough, me. I seem to think they've got my name written on at least the oh, excuse, excuse me. Excuse me. The no, sword, the they're, sword they're is mine. They're non-magical. Let me. I. You know. I just need a normal long sword, and this one's. The sword mine. is mine. Front yeah, Frontline fighter. Non-magical. Yeah. Frontline fighter. The good news is, is we know you so well. And the frontline fighter. I forget you're loaning that sword off me, Paul. Which so sword of the West Wind? East Wind. Johnny, if I get this mm. sword, I can, I, and it's better, I'll give you the other one back. Yeah, or if you roll for something that I want, then you have to give it me. Yeah, bollocks. I, I'm not seeing any magical auras at all, apart from on the box. Uh, Mike, which I think is. I'm going to just take the sword really nice. and hold it. I'm going to reach in, pick the sword up. It feels uh, better than the usual long sword. Brilliant. Thank you. Wow. Right, well, now that I've got the diadem and the clothes, what are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> We're attacking Graham. Sessions, Sessions takes advantage of the, of the absolute outrage of everybody watching Cuthbert grab the sword. <laughs> to snaffle the clothing <laughs> and the diadem. You look back at the thing, oh, everything else is missing. <laughs> <laughs> like, all right, come on, who did it? <laughs> just looks a bit faster than normal. <laughs> anybody uh, anybody going to pick up the box? No, the box I'm picking up with the mage hand. You're picking okay. up the box with the mage hand. Yeah, you can pick it up. It's less than five pounds, whatever it is. When you pick it up, there's something underneath oh. it. Oh, is there? Ooh. Yeah. It's like the base of the box has got, it's got like a, it's recessed at the base. So there was enough space for something to be sitting underneath it and concealed. There's a, a little necklace there uh, with okay, I'll six that. beads on it. Oh, oh. fireball. It's a necklace of fireball. That's mine. That should go to the premier magic user. Exactly. Thank you, Paul. No, but I want the sword. I don't want the... <laughs> I don't want the premier magic user, I, Dan. But I want the clothes. <laughs> I now seem to be wearing them. <laughs> <laughs> Every this time, is chaos. Every Come time on, what they do this. They just argue about magic constantly. I'm really sorry about this, guys. For those poor readers out there listening, I don't know what to say. Just every time any magic appears, they just argue about it for. Oh, you're back. Sorry, I was. I was just talking across you with our reader. Chaos. I can only apologise to anybody who's still listening. We've really got to sort out this magic okay. rolling why system. Don't we, why don't we actually roll for the magic? Let's go visit Hestapod. Isn't there? Any, is there anything? Okay, I'll, I'll, I've got this detect magic running, right? So it's concentration. Mm -hmm. um, run it around the room, you know, kind of. The bas relief is magical. The sarcophagus is yeah. magical. 
I mean, it's a kind of magic-y room. But there's not it's an there's not a distinct magic. object. Okay. Um, Search so under the sarcophagus. It's not an under kind of thing. No, it's just. Uh, oh, I see. Within, no, there, there, you, you don't find any little secret compartments or anything like that. No. Search the rest of the room. No, pretty standard. You think you found okay. the true tomb of Zosiel, having spent weeks clambering around with lanterns in the false tomb. Can we just go back over the lanterns? Yeah. Well, let's go from the beginning. <laughs> Okay, so back, back the way we mm -hmm. came, searching everywhere in minute detail, exhaustive. Ha hang on. Search. Um, did a did a search of that room. Um, I, I think we're going to be attacked on the way Which out. Room? Which room? Well, we've just been in with the sarcophagus. No, no. I mean, what do you want? You've got like loads of stuff. Diadem. Right, no, I was thinking more along the lines of, you know, secret the magic -y box. Secret doors. Yeah, but the, like that. that's fine for me, but what's everyone else got? <laughs> well, I said earlier, I've got a diadem and some new white robes. No, can I, I, can I, I just point out we're going to be... <laughs> can I just point out we're going to be attacked on the way out? Almost certainly. Well, Especially what is the way out? At least of your worries, I think you have to survive each other first. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Yeah, well, because we're going to be tacked on the way out, I think I should carry the nigglers of fireballs just in case we need to use it. Excellent. Johnny, you've right. got the necklace let's, of fireballs. In all seriousness, let's, let's, let's try and distribute this stuff. So we don't know what half of this stuff does, though. That's the problem. So what do the clothes yeah. do, Mike? Do they feel... Do I feel... You know, when I put them on, do I feel... <laughs> well, since I'm already wearing them, I feel... <laughs> how do I feel? Okay, so if Sessions is wearing them... He looks. He looks. Yeah, I'll climb in with. Yes, yeah, so if Sessions is wearing the, the the mantle, as it's called, he looks like a five-year-old wearing a grown-up. Yeah. Dressing. <laughs> oh, I see. So it's not. Trailing. It's not suitable for a for a small. I can joke. take it up. Have you never worn clothes that are a little bit too big? It's not. Literally, yeah, like hand-me-downs. This is what happens. Hand-me-downs. Zosiel in the in the bass relief animates and goes, hand-me-downs. <laughs> 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 it's a little roomy on a hobbit. It's a little boat, yeah. I'm sure it's still effective. Is it? Is it impractically roomy on a hobbit? It's impractically roomy on a hobbit. Says I am not. It is. I am not. What? I am not ruling out that it couldn't be gathered, tucked away, folded, stitched in such a way that it would be wearable. But it is not. Apparently. He would look ridiculous. Well, still look ridiculous. Yeah, still will look more ridiculous. I think it's it's part of the image. So, does anything happen to him when he puts the cloaks on? The mantle. When you wear, when you when you don the mantle sessions, it's massively too big for you. But it does feel like it is offering you some protection. Yes. I'll gather it up around me and um, waddle. Waddle. <laughs> okay. Thanks for testing that out, Graham. You can take them off. Now. How does the diadem feel, by the way? <laughs> Are you wearing the diadem sessions? I, I think Are so. You placing it on your brow. Yes. Okay, on it slips. It fits perfectly. You feel better than you did before you put it on. Cleverer? In a way, well, more attractive. Constitution. <laughs> Tougher. Healthier. <laughs> Faster. No, no, more. A bit wiser. Maybe a little wiser, yeah. Oh, that's oh, really <laughs> <laughs> Perfect for the cleric. Perfect for the cleric. Okay, oh, okay give me, take your clothes off. <laughs> <laughs> He's too wise to do that now. <laughs> um, I feel like the, the wiseness is good for me. Yeah. Yeah, I think the wiseness. 
Rift is probably good for you. I think the Fireballs is probably good for Johnny. Although Johnny, you're, you're, can anyone else use the Fireballs? Can I use the Fireballs? Can I think anyone can. You've taken a leap in terms of uh, your appraisal of what it is. Yes. yes, that's true. That's true, we have. Okay, well, you know, using my Arcana uh, leap, leaping knowledge mm -hmm. skill. <laughs> you don't think you're miles off? Yeah, in some kind Can of I do an Arcana I... check on the robes? They're protection. It's a mantle of protection. It offers a certain, okay. he feels more protected. I hesitate to say that. You, yeah, again, don't don't okay. leap too far. Yeah. I, I'll take the negolas. Mm -hmm. As I swing as I swing that sword around, <laughs> yeah, and compare it to the uh, short sword of the East Wind, which you don't need anymore. Can I have it back, please? How do I feel? What the long sword yeah. feels like it, very similarly better uh, to a normal longsword than the short sword is to a normal short sword. Okay, I'll, I'll just take it and keep both then. So it's a plus one uh, longsword. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Of the other east wind. The west wind. <laughs> Whatever wind. Okay. Okay. Um, I'll take that one. And then we've got this eerie box that we probably don't want to open. Mm -hmm. um, Let's open it. No. No, we're going to take that back to Hesty Testapod. We're going to go to Hesty. Is that everything? Yeah, so okay. there's a sword, the clothing, the box, the diadem, and the Nicholas. Nicholas. Mm -hmm. Okay. And how do we get out of here? Well, hang on. Let's let's distribute the magic first. I thought we just had. Johnny gets Nicholas. Well, I might want I might want the Nicholas. I might want the sword, and I might want the clothing, and I might want the diadem. Probably not the diadem. Well, I. Uh, what? Uh, I think the diadem works good for me. Can we try and give them to the people who need them? And yes. Who work, work best? The mantle, yes. I suppose I could take off, if you insist. <laughs> <laughs> Please, once in 20, 40 years. Yes. But a mantle sounds go. like something that somebody who doesn't normally wear armour could use very well. And, and that's Maybe assuming that it is armour. A monk. Perhaps. Or a bard. Mm -hmm. Well, should we roll for magic then? The old-fashioned way. Oh, no, no, I think we're no. doing the intelligent distribution way. Intelligent distribution. Okay. Who does the... All I would say, Paul, is if you take something, you're going to have to put the sh give me the short sword back. If I take the long sword, I'll give you the short sword back. And I, I can then lend it to someone else. So you're, you're swapping from two weapon fighting to one weapon fighting? No. I've also got a rapier. You can't use a long sword. Out. You have to. Uh, they both have to be light weapons. Yeah. Uh, well, I'll just. I don't want the long sword then. I want the long sword. Have the long sword then. Do you see how it works? It's great, right. isn't it? Don't draw so everybody has got something apart from the monk. He's got the mantle. What about your sessions? Diadem. Oh, we're all sorted then. What does no, the mantle I don't do? We don't know. We don't know what any of these items actually do, Plus, which makes the distribution more interesting. I don't take anything. I used to have Identify, but I swapped it out. Uh, oh, that's true. It's okay. Uh, it's alright. If it doesn't make me any better... Well, no. Uh, at make the me moment any better, you've got the fine. plus one sword. Yeah, it doesn't make me any better. It's fine. On loan. Yeah, whatever. Alright, I'll take the plus one sword. It might be plus one sword of something or other. If we agree what everyone's got, then Mike can tell us what they do. And then we can just yeah. argue again. Is the plan now we're going back out and we're going to go to Hesty? Well, I think the first thing is you probably need to attune all these items so that if yes. you've got them, you can actually well, use them. we might them. want to do a long rest, maybe. Can we do a long rest? It's probably quite a good place to do a long rest. Probably a good place, yeah. You need a long rest to attune. I think you need a short like, rest. We've got, to get, like... we've got to get back out first. Okay, so you've uh, allocated uh, these items? 
Yes. Maybe. Yes. Yeah, we have. Yeah, we have. Yes, okay. Maybe. What have you decided? Well, I've got the longsword. I've got the uh, niggler's. Yeah. I've got the diadem. Mm -hmm. And I seem to have the mantle. Mm -hmm. And I'll carry the box. And you step back into the column of air. Yeah. Column of air gently drops you back, and you're able to step back out onto the little walkway. Yeah. So hang on. Uh, oh, are we doing a rest anywhere? What do you... I think we're okay. I. We should probably take a short rest at some point. I I've used all my short rest. No, but you short rest the two items. I get spells ah, back. Okay. Well, long rest, anybody? Well, I think we should wait up in the room on the other side of the beam because that's kind of defensible. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes. And I think we should take a long rest in there, keeping an eye on the the entrance. An eight-hour rest. Yes. Okay. Long rest. Yep. Yeah. Long rest. Okay. Okay. We'll do that. You're undisturbed. Bring up a level. We attune the items. And are you attuning That's items right. to yourselves? Yes. yes. Yeah, why okay. not? I'm not quite sure how all the, the old uh, magic identification works, but we're going to be nice. So, who is wearing the diadem? Sessions is wearing the diadem. And you're attuned to it, and it is a diadem of plus one wisdom. Oh, but I want that. The other items do not require a tune... Uh, sorry, the sword. Who's got the sword? I've got the sword. Okay. That does require attunement. It is a plus one long sword. Yeah. But once per day... You can summon a line of thunder force uh, right. that does uh, requires a DC 13 dexterity save. Uh, it's a 20-foot line. Uh, any creatures in the line must make a DC 13 dexterity saving throw, and they take 2d6 thunder damage on a failed save, or half as much on a successful save, once per day, and that requires attunement. Cool. The necklace is a necklace of fireballs yeah. with six beads remaining. It doesn't require attunement. The mantle... What, what action is the sonic burst, by the way? Well, it's a standard action to trigger. Standard action. Okay. Uh, the mantle is magical. It doesn't require attunement. It uh, operates, as it were, as mithril scale mail. Ooh. Which right. means it gives you the armor class of scale mail, which I think is 14 but does not apply any uh, penalties to stealth checks, etc. Monkish abilities. Yeah. That's it. And then you've right. got the box, the scary, weird box. It's and we'll take the... take the. How many suits of that other armor do we have? The half-plate? Uh, you've got two suits of the half-plate armor. Okay, I'll take that. And four short swords. Put it, put it in my bag of, hold of, bag of holding and the short swords. <laughs> put them in my bag of holding. Yeah, your, what you imagine is a bag of holding, but is in fact is a massive great bag that you have to carry around with you. It's fine. <laughs> I, it's fine. I'll hand it to my to my servant, Grimbold. You hand it to Grimbold. Grimbold uh, faithfully carries everything for you as always. Too yep. big for me to carry. And then you're heading out. I hand it to my servant, which is yeah. Like okay. Is it mithril <laughs> scale mail? Yeah, so it's, it acts as scale mail, Parker. Yeah, but it has the mithril quality, as if it was a magical item, which means that it doesn't have the weight of scale mail, and it doesn't apply penalties to things like stealth checks. How are you exiting? Uh, along the passageway, down the stage thing. Into the lantern room. Yes, moving. We're trying to be quiet. You're all travelling together. You're all acting together. Yeah. Okay, and out into the lantern room, it's exactly as you left it. Quiet as anything. Little uh, lanterns are all still flickering away. Can can you all give me perception checks? Oh, okay then. Thirteen. Mm-hmm. Ten. Thirteen. Sessions. Uh, eight. And Grimbold. Six. That's not a great set of rolls. Those guys have got thirteen. 
Yeah. You do hear the sound of some movement. It's down one of the passageways, the orange passageway, and it sort of moves from the orange passageway. Who's got dark vision? I do. Me. I do. A crow or a raven or something like that. Immediately, Parker, you realize that that's what you heard. Uh, flutters <sighs> out of the orange passageway and sort of like it's trapped, like it doesn't want to be where it is. Yes. Mm-hmm. You just you just pick it up with your perception check. You just hear the kind of uh, the, the a few wing beats and the kind of scuffle of feathers. Uh, and then you realize what it is that you've heard. Uh, and if you've got dark vision, you can just make out the small, the slightest of shapes darting around in the main entrance bit. What does this mean? We don't know. Let's get out of here. Hmm. Oh, it's somebody's familiar, isn't it? Yeah. It's a bird. I mean, who knows what it is? It's somebody's familiar. Up the stairs, and you can see the entrance hall leading away from you into darkness. You go past the fresco on your right and the rubble where you uh, originally encountered those wolves in your very first uh, um, exploration. Past the alcoves, and as you get about halfway between that first set of alcoves, the alcove, uh, one of them is just collapsed, the other one is the one where that strange apparatus was. You get halfway between there and the entrance. Torches light or light spells or something light outside. Yes? You can see your horses silhouetted against the lights. It's like people have lit brands or fire brands or something. Yep. And silhouetted against the light of these brands, a figure steps out about 10, 20 feet from the entrance of the cairn as you're looking down the passageway at it. It's laughing. (laughs) Hello, boys. And it's the voice of Cubbins, the sheriff. He's got something. He's holding something in his hand. Give me a perception check. Okay. You can make it out, silhouetted. Will you see the raven anywhere? Nope. 22. You work out what it is, Cuthbert. You work out what it is just as he swings it and throws it down the... rolls it down the passageways towards it. It's a head that he was holding by its hair. Not long hair. And the head rolls towards you, tumbles over and over and over, flips over and you can see the face. And it's the face of the boy, Mortlet Spenge, the kid that you rescued. <gasps> Oh, it's bruised. It's damaged. Cubbin says, "Right." Like Cubbin shouts die. out at you. He says, "It'll probably be some comfort for you all to know that he kept his mouth shut, and as a result, we had to punish him. Luckily, we could talk to somebody else and find out where you were. And now you're all under arrest, and you're coming with me. And you hear the clicks from behind him in the darkness of crossbows being." clicked and cocked and readied and we are done with the whispering can well done everybody nice. it's the end of book one what so we'll pick it up next time with book two the three faces of evil until then we'll see you next time oh, he's dead man is dead that was amazing so does book two basically start with a fight it looks like it would appear so <laughs> or are we like do we not have a choice and we're arrested and we start in It's a role-playing game where you make decisions. (laughs) 
Billowing Hilltop podcast is a Billowing Hilltop production. Dungeons and Dragons is a trademark of Wizards of the Coast. The Whispering Can and The Age of Worms are copyright Paizo. The Whispering Can was written by Eric Mona. Music is from Kevin McLeod and Incompetech.com and is used with thanks under the Creative Commons license. Additional music and sound effects come from the wonderful Sirenscape. All other original material is copyright Billowing Hilltop. Role-playing games are all about getting people together and we use Roll20 as our tabletop, the perfect place to host your game and Discord to host our chat. Thanks for listening. Thank you.